Hey everyone, welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast, ready or not, like it or not, because you clicked on this on accident, it auto-played via your, from your PewDiePie video. <laughs> That'd Wake be a, up, let me stop falling asleep with YouTube on. <laughs> that would be a, <laughs> ah! Wake up. Jesus. <laughs> that'd be a really, be a really weird autoplay suggested video. And we go from PewDiePie to Dialogue Choices episode 32 or whatever. Podcast. That's what why you need to name them. Are you on? You need to give them dates. Dates are better, Keith. I promise you. Just, just, Pew- name, it, people just can... name it PewDiePie guest. Podcast. Special guest. Yeah. PewDiePie. If we, say him enough, if we say his name enough, does that make him a guest? Is it like Bloody Mary? <laughs> you just say his name three times in a mirror, and then a, a shrieking sound comes in. I guess he has, does he do that do. anymore? He doesn't do that anymore, does he? The does he do YouTube the high pitched, irritating intro? I think it's like a Jacksepticeye thing now. I think he might have moved on. I haven't watched. I was I gonna say know, I haven't man. watched a PewDiePie I, yeah. video in ages, but I'd actually, I basically never watched them. Basically, in the early yeah, phases. Back when I invented Let's Plays, <laughs> this is the old story, but it was the the fact that like, was it just the fact that fucking Andrew wrote a review of Amnesia? It was like he said, he called, and he said, play Amnesia, get insomnia. And I was like, oh, we should record that. That'd be probably a pretty, pretty funny idea for a YouTube video. And that I had never heard of a Let's Play yet. This was a year before Game, Game Grumps even existed. And then like we recorded mm. like Amnesia Justine and stuff like that. And then I found like, PewDiePie on YouTube via funny moments compilations where he just Amne- yeah, Amnesia a jump scare would absolutely happen and he make weird confusing noises that was the thing I think that was that might have been my first interaction with video let's plays but yeah. it probably was Markiplier and I never heard but about him I, again I remember controversies I remember seeing let's play threads on old forums as early as 2007 uh, because before that I didn't really have internet yeah. where people would just post screenshots and describe what, what they were doing in their games and those threads had like a bunch of people contributing and talking and all that and those were popular and I was like why why would you do that obviously I, <laughs> I didn't know the first thing yeah there was there was like screenshot threads on like on like something yeah. awful or something and people would like let's play mm-hmm. via a bunch of screenshots and like a like a blog style narrative of what was happening and people would shoot yeah yeah it was around also letting the audience choose things every once in a this while. This is like an element of like just like social engagement and gaming as a medium is like just like a thing that iterates forever. And like almost every internet subculture thing is just like way older than you expect it to be in like a weird way. And a lot of stuff just mm-hmm. isn't actually yeah. internet culture. Like there's the, the stuff that goes <laughs> so far back that like something that you think of as like a weird internet thing that could only exist on the internet was actually like being propagated via zines before the internet was even around. And you're like, what the... F- how did you find each other <laughs> accident yeah. like i'll always remember the uh was it the down the rabbit hole episode about furries where i'm just like i don't i don't understand they they, they this community already existed and they made physical magazines or zines i guess which is technically different and they just like printed them themselves and like this the whole thing just existed already and then the internet just made it more like how did oh, how did they find yeah, I mean, each other <laughs> how did <laughs> how did those things happen <laughs> how does anybody it's find so each specific. other really there's so many people 
there's a lot of things that are like that that were you know once the internet came around and everyone got to communicate with each other it's like oh there's other people who think wrong like i do and then they just <laughs> uh huddled together and created this gross community but big tiger tiger daddy isn't wrong thing though i mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's no, wait, definitely you, it's definitely a step backwards for us as a species. Seems like just but, absolutely everything's way older than you think it is. Like I I was listening to an episode of You're Wrong about while I was cooking breakfast today, and they talked about like the Me Too movement having been like I forget I I already forget how old, but like it obviously came up a few years ago. But it was way older than that. It didn't just like it felt like it started that like day when it all when it started taking off for that movement, but like. That was an ongoing thing for years and years before it became like this big, like cultural zeitgeist moment that during that particular week, where like all in one like month, I think it was like Harvey Weinstein and Louis C.K. and Kevin Spacey and so on. And like, but like that was like so far into the life cycle, surprisingly. And like, it's just, it's really weird going to like the, the backstory of things like we're biased to think that the first time we hear about something was where it came from and usually it has a really long and interesting backstory like uh what is it i know about be gay do crimes because of night in the woods and that is a fucking rabbit hole that to go down that goes places <laughs> yeah like, oh this wasn't just like a thing that came up it was the fact that uh that game is made by a very leftist dude and he has things that he's trying to introduce to people I've been I've been <laughs> following him on uh, Scott Benson on Twitter for like the last year, and it has been an adventure. He's <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's funny. This is the guy who this would be the guy who wrote and drew that game. <laughs> it's funny to uh, like uh, some sometimes it's kind of it kind of makes sense like you're saying where a game really has the subtext and the text all very there, and then you just learn about the personality that made it or the personalities. And it all clicks together, but other times it's it's sort of weird. Um, I, I, I uh, it's been a while, but um, the 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 guy that makes the soundtrack or made the soundtrack for Diablo One and Diablo Two, uh, Matt Ullman, uh, I think he he uh, contributed for the soundtrack for Diablo Three, and so he's still kind of active, and uh, he's just a musician. But if you go onto his Twitter page, he gets into the wildest twitter spats with randos just who, who just like nobody knows about them and i don't actually know how he gets into these conversations but nobody almost nobody follows him on twitter and it's his account it's to the point where is that really him is somebody impersonating him no no it's his account because he's friends with uh with the uh, uh what's the name of the guy that made diablo i forget david i, I don't remember um but still like he just gets into the and he's uh, he's not is uh, as as a a refreshing change. He's not actually a right wing lunatic. He's actually very <laughs> radicalized left wing. So he gets into into re some really really weird uh, spats every once in a while. It's so depressing. Just, there goes like, the go on Twitter and be like, let's follow the creator of the witness. Oh no! Yeah. I'm oh, sad maybe... now. I was I was thinking of others, but yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah, I there's, a, thought there's of, a lot of really disappointing uh, there is people. A, In particular, a lot, braid, of, a lot of same. game developers and a lot of indie devs and so on are the are the particular kind of like white collar tech bros that think that they can hack the market and all that. And they they often mm -hmm. uh 
have really disappointing views because they work in environments that are very echo chambery and just kind of the same type of person repeating and like you're gonna hear a lot more from 4chan in that community than you are from uh anyone else <laughs> like that kind of insidious it's it's like when you it's like when you're in high school as a white guy and you go to like lands and it's a bunch of other white guys with computers and it's like half of them are literally browsing 4chan during the LAN, <laughs> and it's like the type it, you, that's where you get like, some of the them are writing merch yeah it's where you get the helicopter jokes and stuff and you're like oh yeah. you can just uncritically repeat this stuff for a while and then just kind of become that person without really realizing mm -hmm. it and then like then then it's like an attack whenever anybody ever questions like why you say the things you do or, or whatever and then you just like ah, i'm gonna i was i was it was so it's so disappointing to, to follow the creator of the witness jonathan blow and like one he's like i've got an out i've got a thing set up so it deletes my tweets after like two weeks so nobody can go into my history and cancel me or whatever and like but like just the jokes on you when you does a thing that happens when you actually follow somebody which is that you see what they like mm -hmm. now because like that's a thing that Twitter oh, yeah. does it's like it treats likes as like alg algorithmic retweets essentially or like it kind of chooses mm -hmm. which ones to show and so on it leads to a really weird decision making process when whenever i like or retweet something it's like okay well if i retweet it goes on my timeline which itself is still algorithmic like maybe some people see it and some people don't but like the likes are like who knows what's going to happen but it, it's kind of a it's like a weird choice of like you're still making a choice of whether other people should see this thing and that like colors it as opposed to whether or not you just actually like something. But uh, he would just repeatedly like he would always like tweets from this like SJW parody account that was about to just that was just about mocking woke people. And I'm like, really making it hard for me to follow you just to see, hear about your video game recommendations, dude. I just want to hear about the next fucking Steven sausage roll. I don't want this shit <laughs> really really yeah. bummer to hear your thoughts when it's not about puzzle games boy yeah that's i hope stuff he never like has a story in any me. of his games or themes because <laughs> well, jesus christ you know kind Braid of has was pretty strong on themes yeah uh, or the one thing i still need to revisit braid theme. from in modern day but yeah uh i remember i did a an interview with him actually it was my one of my first interviews with with developers back when i had you did a uh, jonathan little... blow interview yeah i emailed him as hey do you want to do an interview <laughs> and and uh it was over email but still yes yeah. back and forth and all that and um talking about braid and all that that was around when braid came out um and the i mean the thing about and uh, you mentioned indies the thing about indie developers is that a lot of the time they are they're they're nice people approachable they're they have sometimes they're even humble um and in terms of even the like they might have shitty attitudes or, or shitty opinions but they might even have those shitty opinions in a humble way if you know what i mean like they may not change them but they're like oh i'm just saying my thing and all that so it's easy for somebody who values that sort of niceness to to um to just sort of like give them the benefit of the doubt uh, like, what happened with the Five Nights at Freddy's guy recently? Oh yeah, he was found out to give hundreds of thousands of dollars to the the DNC in the United States, um, and people were like, "Oh, he do he donates to the Republicans," uh, and people who didn't like the Republicans were all up in arms about that. The DNC, um, and then the people Democrats. who liked the Republicans, sorry, 
I think it's RNC. DNC is the Democrats. RNC, yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah, basically, the moment the moment it becomes a part of the discussion, um, obviously people will take sides and say that's a good thing or a, or a bad thing. But what really struck me, uh, and and for the record, I say it's a bad thing. But what really struck me is um, just how many people would would use his niceness and i'm talking to the uh, i'm talking about the creator of five nights at freddy's and and his uh, humbleness and and uh, willingness to to help out and be be correct in his business dealings and all that sort of stuff and use that in defense of his opinions and of, of in defense of his political uh donations and stuff and just like oh let him do his thing and all that and i think that's very common in in indie in indie circles but if you go obviously if you go for big triple a studios you're never going to even get to know those people who knows the who knows the like on a personal level who the creator of i don't know borderlands or gta they're just you know they're less human in a way right so if they say crappy things people are just gonna no you crappy mm -hmm. i i feel like this it it should already be accepted that uh well one it should be public knowledge that if you donate to political candidates it is a publicly accessible list of things like you can just go online and find out who does that and how, who they donate to and how much they donate to but more importantly it's funny to me that somebody who owns a property that is very successful and relies heavily on uh I, what i would imagine to be uh non children who do not believe the same things you do um it would be more pertinent to create a shell company that donates to those people and you just put money into that shell shell company or just like just, or just do be the like thing, all the rest well just do the thing that rich people do which is they create a hundred yeah. different companies and then have those companies donate to a person that they like so that way you don't know that like Elon Musk is donating half of his money to people you don't like. You just see the outside front, which exactly. is like, hey, look, funny guy says space is cool. Like, you don't see the, the insidious backside where how much money he's donating into people to, like, get away with terrible stuff. But, like, creators, especially, like, creators of, like, properties that are popular on the internet, spend a lot of time trying to... Uh, or like bemoaning and being upset about this kind of culture, but doing nothing to avoid that problem. Like that, this kind of issue is, would easily be solved if you just didn't be obvious about it. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's like walking into a McDonald's with a gun and being upset that people tell you, you can't go to McDonald's with a gun. You're like, well, I don't understand what the problem is. Like, sir, what, what did you think was going to happen? You walked in here doing this. Like you knew this was going to happen. You, you specifically, are obviously a part of the culture that knows that this is a problem. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine the guy, the Five Nights at Freddy guy. I don't even know his name. What the, does he have a name? I don't know either. Scott Coughing. Probably does. Okay. Mm. Mm. Scott Coughing? Okay, so Coughing mm. doesn't understand that. <laughs> Just uh, look up FNAF on Every on, time I say his Scott, name, I get, I, 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 so my primary Scott exposure Kra to Crawford. Scott is that I played one of his older games and now I get comments every day correcting me on how to pronounce his last name, but I don't remember the correction or what I said originally. <laughs> but I said it wrong, <laughs> yeah, and all the, the comments are just that over and over again. Um, 
I don't I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm just gonna call him coughing. I mean, what's he gonna do? Tell me I'm wrong? Like I don't care. The uh <laughs> anyways, this guy, um I don't know what I was gonna say. This guy basically is part of, obviously he's like doting to people who are uh, their entire persona is being upset about like the the very obvious r rotary phone shit like cancel culture and um whatever woke means anymore and that kind of stuff and like to think that someone you know even like the guy who created the witness uh even to, like those people are so fine-tuned into this now this idea this like this problem that it's funny to me that they they're they're not doing like they don't not doing everything they can to avoid that problem like the guy who made the witness what is his name jonathan i don't jonathan these people Blow. don't matter enough to remember their names it doesn't matter the guy <laughs> who made the witness um mm -hmm. he uh he all he needs to do is just make a personal account lock that personal account and then just have a business facing account and you solve the day like you don't have to worry about it making a stupid bot that deletes your tweets every two weeks what a shitty extra effort when you could just create a free twitter profile <laughs> and then just be shitty on that where no one can see it like it's it's funny to like think about you have to publicly acknowledge you like these things but then delete it so people can't cancel you later but you have to like let people know that you like these things is like the mentality there you can't just privately enjoy something you have to let everyone know that you publicly like this thing but you don't want anyone to remember you publicly liked it, so you have to remove the evidence, which is like, I could just screenshot your tweets, you dumbass. Like, I could just literally screenshot <laughs> your tweets. Like, it's not like you've beaten the system. <laughs> and besides, like, for certainly, certainly for big, big name developers, I mean, indie or otherwise, like any any uh, drama that gets propped up on social media is immediately gonna get re uh, like reposted on websites like there's so many gaming websites out there that do that do basically shotgun spread content it just completely unfocused because they need to clicks you know they need clicks so any anything that a developer says is immediately oh okay this developer posted this today should we do an article about it can we spend the five minutes to write the article because it is like it's brutal for for um for gaming journalism really because most of it is just reposting it isn't journalism. It's just reposting. And so if if he says, like Jonathan Blow did, was he the one that said that women aren't uh, strong enough for... Which one was it? I, I forget. There's so many people with crap crap takes <laughs> online. <laughs> Bing is Bing has a really great description for, for the Gafafnik creator. Um, I think it's broken, but it's great. It just says... <laughs> um, the Fafnik creator is most recognized for being a game designer. Here are more key facts about him. Gen X was more liberated and females felt much freer to initiate hookups, dates, and sex. What? <laughs> <laughs> just like, I don't know what. That's, I don't what know is what being happened. just trying to like bot generate biographies of people? Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> look, look at this fucking. What? It's like when they let an AI on Twitter and it just turns into a lunatic, like except it's writing people's biographies and leaving them. Yeah, look at this, look at this biography. It just doesn't make any sense. It's not even like it's not even saying that he said the facts. It's just saying a thing. <laughs> Wait, oh, I know. I remember. 
I remember what Jonathan Blow said. Uh, he said oh. that women are biologically less interested in tech than men. Which oh, is okay. The... So, so the reason this happened is because it's pulling. It is just automatically pulling data from websites that talk about this person. And one of them mm -hmm. is like a website called datingrumor.com. And it's just one of those <laughs> crappy, like, I don't know what you call them. Like, they're just pop-up doxing websites. Like, they're just trying to, like, find everything about him. Like, what's his name? His date of birth, age, birthplace, whatever. All this stuff for a popular person. And one of the lines in there is that line where it's like for his bio <laughs> like just his bio and it says in a weird like copy paste thing just like he is most recognized for being game designer <sighs> started a youtube career or where is it i've made Crap, such a I mistake what happened there it is artists what? calling for censorship don't know what art is scientists citing consensus don't know what science is teachers indoctrinating students don't know what teaching is journalists parroting propaganda don't know what reporting is Por programming us all day long i have uh i'm realizing like a really boring system of a down song <laughs> i'm realizing it's a really it was really a good call that i uh stopped following jonathan blow uh before like all of 2020 happened is that one of his recent tweets no it's in the his last like I'm, i've been scrolling through his likes and just oh, being likes, really sad uh, there's anti-vaxxer stuff in here there's a lot of like own the libs type is. things going on like my body my choice okay so i should be able to not get the covid right no not like that like those kinds of like oh wow owned them flawless logic beat them take that he's really concerned about deplatforming. it's like 50 percent of his likes uh there's i mean if i were him i would also be concerned about that yeah. because of risk <laughs> lots yeah, of yeah. Uh, lots of liked tweets about how the police should totally take care of riots and should definitely <laughs> that kind of stuff also liking a lot of uh elon musk apologia and also elon musk tweets <laughs> Uh, tweets like it's like the tweet, old, it's all the this stuff. Off. It's exactly what I would have predicted, just based on irritating it's, tech bros and the the type, the type of people that like Bird and I joke about and during our playthroughs and stuff like that. Which was just mm -hmm. like the that type of person that works at like tech companies and so on, and how they're just so frustrating because they they have zero additional perspective and it's not going anywhere. It's just I it's it's just. Uh, it's, Tweets yeah. like, uh, I, if you think billionaires self-funding trips to the, to Mars is wasteful, then wait till I tell you about the government. And it's like, two things can be true, motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> just sick, also, Jesus can, I, can I point out that scientific consensus is an actual thing? And if, if you don't understand that, then you don't understand Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really obvious, like, there's, there's you can tell who, what kind of person wrote that tweet. Because, like... Yeah. The, who, the people complaining about scientific consensus are the type of people that are complaining about like global warming or vaccines. That's usually yeah. when consensus gets cited. It's mm -hmm. like because yeah, a lot of scientific stuff is is like up for debate and being worked on, and even those things have like nuances to them. But when somebody's mad about quote unquote scientific consensus, it's always like that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just. Especially because consensus is what happens. Like, science doesn't actually... It, it doesn't prove things in the yeah. way that what people think. It's the consensus that things are the way they are. And that's what... Cause that's, the that's the closest it gets. Like, you can prove something is wrong. That's called disproving. And that is a thing, because you come up with evidence to the contrary. But even then, like, sometimes... 
sometimes we say things are are disproven, but you know, there's there's always ways to there's always ways to show that maybe a maybe a test was done wrong or maybe you didn't account for factors and you know because our understanding change of science changes a lot but consensus is the tool of science it's scientists coming to a consensus and being like yeah that's probably how it works let's let the the normies think that gravity pulls us down they really don't know that it actually pulls us up he likes so many eric weinstein and sam harris tweets and stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a uh, so <laughs> the stuff pushing me away so hard he's like he made one of my favorite games of all time and i'm so sad scott benson's amazing everybody follow scott benson <laughs> night in the woods is scott better benson. than the witness anyway oh, yeah scott benson <laughs> yeah uh so that anyway also lately i've been spending making a lot of stressful purchasing choices <laughs> oh really do tell. Thanks, Patreon. Let us live vicariously through your bad purchasing choices. So I had a, I, I had an adventure with, uh, I didn't, I wasn't completely stupid. I, when I was making Annihilation, I'm like, this is a very long script, the Annihilation video essay. And it was looking like it was going to take like, it's going to be at least 40 minutes probably. The, the final duration ended up being 48 minutes. And I'm like, okay, when I Google like YouTube content ID, fair use clips, etc., uh, they're like, your clips should be like, probably like seven seconds long, but no more than 10 seconds or whatever. Like there's like guidelines about like how to best handle using movie and television show clips in your episode and so on. And as far as I can tell, my video didn't get claimed. I can't tell for sure because you only know if it's blocked anywhere. If you at first on a small channel, I don't think you get to know whether or not it's been claimed on a monetization level until uh mm. you actually gain monetization which i don't have yet because i'm a small channel on my video essay channel there's like i have to de i have to like actually learn think about those rules about like you need x amount of watch time and subscribers i've passed every milestone instantly except watch time i need to get that that'll take a little while to reach yeah. eventually but you need like a x number of hundreds of hours of watch time per month and then you then you get monetization so once that happens, I might suddenly find out that all my videos are, like, claimed by Nintendo and Warner Brothers or whoever made <laughs> Annihilation. Uh, but uh, I was like, okay, I'm not stupid. I don't necessarily know how best to do a lot of it and so on, but I figure all these people, they appear on camera for a reason. Your Jacob Gellers, your uh your folding ideas your Lindsay ellis's all these people like it's like you they appear on camera not just because of the parasocial like ah look it's me human contact and so on but because like it's a pain to edit those extended videos entirely using clips uh i mean folding ideas originally is called folding ideas because he had a puppet like he has dozens of mm -hmm. episodes where a puppet jabbers at the camera whenever uh, film clips aren't being shown and that's because like you gotta you just gotta fill space uh and mm -hmm. it, and you can see that because there's some parts of my uh, of my video where I just kind of awkwardly repeat a few clips and some parts where it's just kind of like blank because I don't have anything to show. So it's just like a scrolling background. Like I like that scrolling background with the wiggly lines. Yeah, it's that the same good. one I used in the, in this podcast, but with color corrected. Oh. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but it's the same I, squiggly line background I, from this I podcast. It from somewhere. But like red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The... Uh, yeah, I just color corrected the same thing. 
But that was like how that that's like the video is still happening. It was like my version of like uh, the three arrows or Sean like skull, like having like a just a fixed image that takes up the screen when nothing else is happening. But the thing is, mm-hmm. I filmed myself recording the entire video like I filmed oh, the camera. I like set up like let's show up. Let's go up on Patreon at some point because I got to like show somebody this eventually. But like I had this really badly set up like camera on a tripod where the tripod itself was not tall enough so it's on top of a box but there's a second tripod that has my phone so there's a camera and a phone and my phone has like the script scrolling on a teleprompter so i can read it and i'm like and i had like lights because i have like softbox lights that i already own and i was trying to like do lighting and set something up like in that way and i got a purple light on one side i was trying to do things on short notice and trying mm-hmm. to get, and I was trying to get it all done before our Wilder Myth session was starting. So I was like, no, I'm dedicated. I have a deadline. We're doing this today. And I just sat there and like did the whole script over the course of like an hour and a half into the camera. The footage is bad. Like the camera quality is bad. Everything about the footage is bad. But also like it, the, the, the camera was too close to me and I was reading the teleprompter which is right above the camera mm-hmm. slightly. And you can definitely see me looking above the camera the entire time. So it's just awkward that I'm not looking at it. I'm not believably looking at the camera the way it would be if it was further away and so on. There's just like a lot of things that went wrong there that I learned from. But uh, so I ended up not using any of the footage. But uh, but now I'm like shelling out for like a DSLR camera and like I'm getting like light filter. I'm getting like these uh, gel light filters I can put over the uh the soft boxes to change the color of each light if I want to. And I'm getting nice. like a desk that I can sit at that's like fold up so I can put it away and so on when I'm like, I'm trying to like create a set <laughs> for these videos. Cause you know, what was mm-hmm. a real big pain in the ass was re- was deciding not to use that footage and then being like, yeah. well, now I have to figure out what to put on the screen for 48 minutes. And, and like, I'm not always directly referencing a clip that second. And when you dire- and when you are directly referencing a clip, you still can only show it for like X number of seconds before you cut or someone or, or cut or something. And like there's, there's a bunch of scenes where like when I show an extended scene, I keep cutting ahead slightly. There's a bunch of jump cuts in the mm-hmm. scene because that's to get more. That's to, so it's not just playing continuously for 20 seconds because that would get me in trouble, for example. The Zelda, as, as you might imagine, the Zelda video was a much easier edit because it's a game. It's just gameplay footage. So I can be like, no, I just let this clip run for 30 seconds. And it was and I got that whole video done in a day. Uh, it's way harder when I'm t- if you talk about a show or a movie and like when you're trying to pick what clips to find like for Annihilation I was just hunting around for clips in like a two hour movie but I had that entire two hour movie in my timeline and I was like you had to like you start getting like a sense of like where to skip to in the duration of the movie to find certain scenes that you try because you have to like hunt for the scene for every individual clip for every six second thing like it's such a fucking editing ordeal and, it, and like absolutely as much as i hate appearing on camera and there's all these insecurities there there'll be comments about that stuff and also i have to like figure out how to like try to be natural and funny on camera and all this shit uh and, and try to like make that like believable when it's like a really artificial set obviously and it always is for everybody you watch and they somehow try to make it look like it's good and all that not for everyone andrew when he films with his chickens <laughs> It's, it's a real set. It's not a real. It's it's a real life. Yeah. What? But the uh, but like trying to do all that. Like he's. I think it's referring to. You have a video your, about your chickens. Yeah. In your patio. That's a long time ago. A yeah, long time that's ago. like 
If yeah. Most, yeah, most of the vlog videos are real. I don't. That's have, just. Like, a I mean, that's just that. vlogging. Yeah, not a. Yeah. yeah. Like doing the set stuff you do in the middle of like a video essay, but like because yeah. the the difference between yeah, those is they're scripted, but you're trying to make it not look scripted and so on. Because if I just ramble, then it turns into my fucking Q and A's on Patreon, and those are like two hours long about <laughs> one topic, and that is not what I'm going for. <laughs> I'm going yeah, for yeah. Even my cooking videos thing. aren't scripted, but. There's not a lot of time to ramble. Like I have to, the only time I can do that is when something's cooking. Like when there's, I'm waiting for something (laughs) to finish. Then it's like, all right, I guess I'll just talk and see what happens. But as as awkward as it is trying to like be all natural on camera and shit like that. Holy fuck. In the editing process, if like a third to a half of my video can be those takes, whatever best takes I have and so on, and not me fucking clip hunting and trying to figure out what to put in every second of the video. Oh, hmm. what a change it'll be. Except I just have to replace this with like potential technical troubleshooting about a DSLR camera, which I've never owned before and stuff like that. But it's going to be a fucking I got process for for streaming and uh I, I, for streaming, I need another capture card so I can connect it, but it is a, it is quite something. The quality is just immediately much better because the sensor is so much oh, bigger. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. regular consumer but, cameras and phones and webcams are just so yeah, frustrating not, to try to make anything out of. And you're like, no. It's just a facsimile of, of the real thing, but once yeah. you have a, a DSLR, it's like, ah, this is the stuff. Putting that Don't much work about into lenses. it. Putting that much work into Annihilation and its script and all that stuff, and then seeing that footage and being like, it's so bad. <laughs> like, I just couldn't mix the two. Like, it was just... It's so innately frustrating. I can imagine. All that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But that's been my experience. But it's it's been uh, I mean, it's, it's an interesting it's always, experience. It's, it's always yeah, it's always weird jumping to a different medium than what you're used to creating. And yeah, it's exciting. But, you get to just keep like chipping away mm-hmm. at a thing that you want to work on, and it, it, it kind of like I kind of I, I kind of added like weekends back into my life in the in the way of like there's your like day job work of like here's the thing that I work on. And then here's the stuff that's like what I'm trying to get to do once I'm done with my work. And so like I have like a goal to like get to. So it's like, okay, we better get my recordings done for my like Let's Play channel. And like during these days of the week, so I can try to work on my, like the stuff I want to do during those days of the week. Whereas it, uh, during the years of just doing Let's Plays, it's like, eh, You're like, I mean, I'll work on it. But also like if I... If I have to do it tomorrow, then is that too? Or like, it's just kind of like an infinite loop. Like the individual weeks don't really have a rhythm to them outside of the uh, yeah the multiplayer the, cl- collaborations that are scheduled. Because otherwise, it's like it doesn't really matter when I get stuff done. And it's like, what else am I gonna do? It's fucking COVID. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but it's at the same time you say that, and it's I, th- I feel that as well. But I think at the same time, it's a uh, it's also easy to fall into a a rhythm, even though you don't you might you know delay things or bring things forward a little bit every once in a while because of the you know it's a rhythm but also like a rut yeah it's like it's weird isn't it it's uh because like i've been doing let's plays for 10 years and it's been my job for five and like that's just like an old consuming it's just what you do all the time thing and every now and then Mm -hmm. you break it up with like a podcast or whatever and it's like it's it's not like i'm not like complaining it's like for a lot of people a dream job and like yeah it's great like it's uh it's so much better than any job i've ever had 
but like I'm not like I don't I don't like have a project ever like mm -hmm. record the next episode of Yakuza isn't really the same thing as having like a project where you're like think like I, as much as I do like to like have these like and you do too like have these like big ranty digressions about what you think a thing means <laughs> in a game and so on and everyone's like don't overthink it I'm like no motherfucker it's interesting that like in Bioshock the fucking Anne Randian nightmare world, you can pay this one vending machine to make the cops stop at hunting you. <laughs> like, that's not just a happenstance thing. That's a commentary. Like, game, yeah. gameplay is narrative, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Wait, I was you're, about... you're overthinking about it. Stop yeah, it. Well, the, the, you can pay the machines wait, where... What do you... where wait, the machines that which... stop the... the, the yeah, the drones like attack the you when you commit a crime in Bioshock. Yeah. And you can pay the... There's like vending machines that you can pay to make the cops stop attacking you. Holy the crap, the I think I've like... I think I, every time I've played, I avoided that mechanic. I don't think I've, I remember seeing that It's not that hard that to just shoot the drones. Yeah. Yeah, like drones, I, yeah. I just... <laughs> well, I mean... They're my, annoying though, if I remember correctly. I mean, my philosophy on everything is just like, well, if it's in my way, it's going shoot to die. It. And yeah. so... <laughs> Yeah, so like the bots flying at me is like, all right, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, but then I'll but then see I'll the, see, I'll see the terminal, which I don't think I ever used, but I noticed yeah. it, and it's like, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? And people, are, you're boring. People are like, that doesn't mean anything. It's like, that's a you're. This is you're revealing more about yourself than the game. <laughs> like you, you're just refusing to engage with why things might be in a game and what it might mean. It's like things happen for a reason. That kind of person is the same kind of person that goes and plays through like this war of mine or Frostpunk or papers please and just makes the mechanically correct choices and not like doesn't think about any of the moral implications of what they're doing like i, I get these comments mm -hmm. on this war of mine videos that are all like see the optimal strategy is actually to go into the old folks home and just take him out with a shotgun and take all their food <laughs> i'm like oh my fucking god dude you don't understand <laughs> the premise of this game which is specifically about this anti-war message like you're just like oh yeah i got this down to a science <laughs> like yeah it's a, I... it's a pretty easy game if you're a sociopath <laughs> yeah <laughs> i unfortunately that is the way that i play most games <laughs> <laughs> I, it's i mean that's the thing though it's a game so at some point it's like it's it can be hard to to properly it's, empathize with like fictional well, but it's also things. on the game it's on the game to force you to empathize maybe i i i don't i've never played this war of mine like that but it probably this war of mine probably wouldn't i think i think the rewards that you get from saving every character or each character i think they're they're maybe the best thing the game does to empathize, to make you empathize. It, it trains you for new scenarios to be like, okay, let's be as nice or as good or interesting as possible. Uh, and I only played one scenario, so I don't remember exactly how other scenarios go. But it's uh, it's just I, I understand what you're saying, Keith, about about people trying not to overthink it. Um, I have found, I have personally found that there are certain types of game where people complain about that more than others. And, uh, and that's why I say it's on the game. Sometimes I think games that uh, games where the gameplay is more of a challenge, uh, things like Neo scavenger or, or the sort of mine or anything uh, survival in general, the gameplay tends to be a challenge. That's, I think, where people just sort of engage that the, the socio sociopath side of their brains to just sort of forget about the implications. Uh, and um, and I, I, I say this because it 
it happened to me earlier, uh, early in my sort of gaming career, as it were. Uh, not in a Let's Play, but when I played... I forget the name. What's that shooter? Um, that shooter with white phosphorus and there's... Breaking Point? It's not Breaking Point. I'm they sorry, I forget the name. It's this shooter that tries to be all, all like, psychological and, and sort of commentary and political and stuff. Um, and... Um, oh, man, I, I really wish I could tell the name. Uh, I, I'll figure it out later. But the point is... There's this there's the shooter where you play as a uh, American soldier. About, uh, oh uh, yeah, I know exactly what game you're talking about. Yeah, Spec the, Ops. You're talking Spec about Spec Ops, Ops the, the line. line. Spec Ops the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So middle midway through the that uh, that game, what, in a re, in a replay, uh, it was very obvious to me f to see what the game was doing. Um, but mid midway through the game is where where the game starts to go a little bit heavier on the themes and heavier on the, the sort of trying to get you to perceive the world in a different way with gameplay mechanics so that it can deliver the, the last part of the storyline. And I'm not going to spoil it too much because it, it doesn't really matter. But my... Um, I was so involved. I wasn't. I wasn't ready for. I didn't know what the game was for. So, or what what it was marketed as. So I just. Oh, it's a shooter. Let's see what. Let's see what it's all about. Um, and midway through the game, I I start to see those mechanics, and I don't realize they are there. I li the game literally starts to change the the reality that my character perceives, which is how the game works. Uh, and I didn't realize that's what was going on. And when there's one specific, uh, a very very important pivotal point with the white phosphorus situation. Uh, I literally do not understand what hap what is happening before my eyes because I was so engaged with uh, just the normal playing a game and seeing the story and, and overcoming the challenges of either exploration or shooting or whatever um, that when the white phosphorus scene happens, I'm like, what just happened? I don't understand. Was that a bug? Was that, was Is the game freaking out or something? And on only after seeing... It only really dawned on me what exactly happened after seeing the ending of the game and I was like, oh, I get what the game was going for because for that, for easily like 10 hours or maybe not 10 hours, I don't know how long the game is, but for half the game, I was convinced that the game basically had had a brain fart and had basically been confused and didn't, I was convinced that the game was like, the, the game isn't telling you, this story is not correct. What is, what, what, what's going on? And then only after I realized what, uh, what the game was going for, did I actually sort of give it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, which in this case it wasn't the benefit of the doubt was actually uh, it was actually understanding what the game was trying to say. Uh, so what I'm saying is, if you have a game that is a game like Disco Elysium is never going to fool anybody, and I don't think anybody's ever going to complain if you overthink Disco Elysium. I mean, they might complain, but they're not going to be like you shouldn't overthink this game. No, <laughs> overthink it to the extreme because that's what the game is there for. Because the mechanics and the uh, there's nothing to optimize, right, in terms of the gameplay. So I think uh, what I'm trying to say here is that some games are easier for people to be like, don't overthink it. And Bioshock is 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 a good example of that because it's a shooter. So it's it's so it's so absurd though because it's like it it the, is frustrating. I'm not the I'm not, villain's yeah, name is an anagram <laughs> of Anne Rand. Like the game is really not subtle about having a point. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I'm and not. The, uh, the, I'm not saying you're wrong. really I'm... bad at having a point, but it's even less subtle about it. Bioshock Two, Inf uh, Infinite. Oh, Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. 
I thought I thought the problem with Infinite um, was that it 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 didn't make a point because it had ma he tried he tried to say many things at the same time, and I don't understand. I never went back and replayed it. Yeah, from what I can remember, it has like this kind of distressing thing where it, it starts off of being like, here's racism. Oh, don't you want to stop the racism? But then it turns around and it's like both sidesing the racism in a weird way. Cause mm -hmm. it's like now the now yeah. the bad people are in now the like now it's the the uh marginalized people are in power and they're just as evil. Isn't that wacky? And I'm like, I don't why did you what are you going for here, weird... buddy? Yeah, are yeah. You... That, that, that is my my experience, or my, what I remember as well. Are we getting in a, a little Jonathan way, blow over here? <laughs> <laughs> I, th I thought it's still uh, Bioshock Infinite still has one of the scenes that uh, has stood with me from Bioshock in general the most, which is that scene where there's an auction for uh, people doing a job. There's a job auction, basically. And people aren't saying they're going to do things for cheaper. They're saying they're going to do things faster. And uh, and the consequences are that they do them unsafely and all that. And and the subtext isn't really very complicated to understand, but it, it was... And, and it's relatively early in the game as well. So I think just because of that, it's a little bit more memorable because you're... It's fresher. It's like your senses are still are still. Ooh, what is this? A new game and all that. Oh, yeah, the uh, game starts in, in off as like a lightly interactive museum. Yeah, but that scene in particular stood with me for for a long, long time. In, in throughout my, it's been a long while since Bioshock Infinite came out, but throughout my uh, my growing of my understanding of work worker employee or worker employer relationships, that scene I I every once in a while I think back to it because it is. It's a, a a good nutshell of um, of the extreme of of the power imbalance between the person who has the means of production and the people who need to work to survive. Yeah, and that's what that I mean. That's what the, the game is saying. Like when you play the game and you get to that point, that's what the game is criticizing: is look at these people who are being so exploited that they're literally fighting each other to do this job that is incredibly difficult in such a short amount of time because they need to. They need to work to survive, but then later on, it just came, just disperses itself completely. But I think it's still, I don't know, I, I my reaction to Bioshock Infinite wasn't wasn't as uh, averse as probably it should be if I understood things a little bit better, honestly. I need to go back time. again at this point. It's been like a decade. I think it's two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes out. Oh, it's it's very old. It's very old. <laughs> it's very old. Two thousand and twelve. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just I'm I'm got I'm just getting caught off guard by like I I noticed that uh, this is weird but the I noticed that um pa on my Patreon they nominated Ico as a mm. game to play next. It's on like the list. That is very old. And no, well, here's the thing. So like Ico and Shadow of the Colossus got an HD collection, right? And then after mm -hmm. that, Shadow of the Colossus got an HD remake, actual remake, which is somewhat controversial. In the same ways that the Demon Souls one is, and it's made by the same people, but like that re so <laughs> so Ico came out, so the current year twenty twenty one. Ico came out two thousand one, twenty years ago. The HD remake came out in two thousand eleven. <laughs> it is wow. now as old as the game was when it was made. And I'm like, oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> I still and I've I mean, had it this and I've owned it like almost that entire time and haven't played it. <laughs> I just gaming had the disc technology hasn't there. advanced as much since 2011. 
I was looking back to so that. I'm like, wow, that wins. I need to go like pick out my PS3 again. <laughs> <laughs> two console generations ago. And I'll be I would be playing two blue point remakes at the same time that are two console generations apart. <laughs> yeah. Because the the non-intrusive remakes were also done by Blue Point. And then they came back and did the, the Shadow of the Colossus like different remake. They're busy people. Time, I think I, well, the thing I find the most weird looking back, um, at, at, at just just restricting our conversation to games. We don't need to talk about life in general. But looking by looking back at games that um, that I've played over the years, the thing that I find the most weird is that I don't personally I don't quite recall the point in time I was at when I played them. Like for example, playing. Um, playing Fallout the first time or playing uh, Neverwinter Nights 2 the first time or playing Bioshock, whatever. Uh, I don't remember my mindset. And because of that, I don't remember who I was in a way back then. I remember the games and I remember my feelings that I got out of the games in a way or maybe... I mean, depends on how long it's been. I, mean, I remember how like... I played fucking New Vase. I played it like a Diablo <laughs> fan. So I was just like, clicky, clicky, kill it, do all the things, task, task, task. Like, I was literally multitasking, listening to podcasts or, like, YouTube videos or whatever, not really paying attention to the game and just, like, completing it like a checklist. And I remember nothing from it. It might as well be a blind playthrough when I get <laughs> to it, finally. I wasted New I... Vegas. Yeah. I, it's fine. You're going to get to get, see it for the first time. Uh, in a way, uh, I, but I'm not. That's not my problem, though. I it's, I don't. I didn't like. What I mean to say is that my gaming experience doesn't necessarily get bigger because I've been gaming for twenty years or twenty five. Um, my I, it's just because I don't remember. I really, truly do not recall who I was, and and just I I don't have ideas from more than ten years ago. Maybe even ten years ago is sort of stretching it. And I, I remember that 10 years ago, I I remembered things from 10 years before that. Maybe I didn't remember it from the very early memories of my life. Certainly didn't because I was like 10, uh, my life of, of playing video games. But I wonder if like in 10 years, I'll be looking back and I'll be, oh, yeah, I remember the last 10 years of video games. It's not before. I, don't, I mean, I remember the games, just not what I thought about them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you have that? Ex have you reached that point in your life that did you like? You don't feel, I, what I'm trying to say is that I don't feel the the weight of my age, mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, the 10, I the ten years ago, me just didn't think about stuff all that much. I don't think like just as far as like mm. art goes, like I was the kind of person that I'm often frustrated with, essentially. Like, uh, yeah, because that was that was what was so addictive is that like there was like a specific arc of like first I'm watching nostalgia critic videos in college and then i find red letter media and the plinker reviews and i'm like oh this is like a whole deeper more interesting critical way of looking at stuff that's more meaningful than the weird shrill irritating nostalgia critic stuff that's like surface level whining and not like never really much artistic interpretation but also not really any understanding of like craft and continuity and like meaning and stuff and like in a way mm -hmm. red letter media like kind of unfortunately encourages a certain kind of exhausting youtuber that just sits there and like 
pauses the movie frame by frame and nitpicks every second of it in, in like a really stupid like cinema sins but for two hours kind of way uh which is like not like they're usually smarter than that but the people that are inspired by them are more frustrating in many cases but then video essays just are taking off and you just getting like it's so addictive to get these perspectives from like errant signal and so on like a channel that i've been subscribed to for like seven or eight years at this point i think and you in you get, you get these interesting questions like I, I i don't remember if it was errant signal or kyle calgren but somebody made a video that was like who gets to be a civilization and it was just this uh, i think this, i think it's the title of the video or something and it's like the idea of just like let's look at let's look at the implications of civilization as a game and just look at like what's who what are what's the list of like people who are a quote-unquote civilization in each civilization game and who's a nation state or like one of the you know those independent nation state npc towns basically which are also representative of real life historical places and which civilizations are actually just like in some cases there's two separate civilizations that are actually the same like people like they, like in different eras they like one of them became the other one and it's and like there's mm -hmm. interesting questions to be asked about like in sequels like which which things that were nation states in a previous game become a, a civilization in the next game and then like and like and even what when games are aggressively trying to be some kind of weird form of apolitical like errant signal made a really good video about uh far cry 5 and jacob geller made a really good video about uh call of duty modern warfare the reboot and like what things end up what these kinds of <laughs> games end up saying when they're trying not to say anything and like the kind of like mm -hmm. things that they passively endorse and how like even stuff that's supposedly not about anything ends up still saying a whole lot about the people that make it and their default assumptions about society and a bunch of other stuff like that <laughs> and so that like, reminds me like ahead, i'm sorry. just so, like, so much further down the rabbit hole like now i'm like su super engaged but back in the day i would listen to avenge sevenfold's critical acclaim where he goes on these big rants about stuff and like for me it was like system of a down rage against the machine avenge sevenfold it's all the same thing just shouty angry music that cathartically makes me feel good as a teenager that has emotions because of hormones and stuff like that and nobody understands me and all that other shit that you're dealing with as a kid and like i like it's it, it's just hilarious to look at back at now like that's that like that vague aimless just I want emotional catharsis, but no actual meaning, or I'm not going to engage with the meaning of anything because those things are like polar opposites to each other. Like, like going back and seeing that, like, oh, Rage Against the Machines, uh, Killing in the Name of is about like the white supremacist history of the police, whereas uh, Critical Acclaim by Avenged Sevenfold is about uh, sucking George Bush's balls, just, 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 just hmm. gargling them, and the Iraq War is good actually, healthy. and and don't you dare. Don't you dare criticize the Iraq war because you're, that's anti-patriotic and like it's a really embarrassing, stupid song by idiots. <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme. It sounds like it. <laughs> it's just he a, doesn't even rhyme. He's just that's like the ultimate crime. There's a whole part, the whole the whole part that used to be my favorite as a teenager where he just where he just starts shouting about stuff. It's just a dude going on a shitty rant and it's badly informed and it's on the wrong side of history and he's he's just a weird dumb idiot that is just like 
shitting on people for criticizing the war and it's like it's literally the opposite of what like like music should generally be like this is like the whole point of so much of the stuff is usually to be counterculture and to be questioning things and being like so much of so much of the music industry is usually more progressive and going further than the shitty culture they're responding to and that's usually why the music exists in the first place but no it's like no the war is good actually you dumb bastard it's like this is embarrassing to go back to so i'm whenever i'm aware of the old me it's depressing (laughs) is the point i'm making it sucks be be happy you don't remember how shitty you were (laughs) no i I remember (laughs) i remember i i may i have never really listened so oh yeah it's on you i never really listened too much to avenge sevenfold in particular but i i remember i mean we all have uh it's a good thing it's it's growth you know because either it it's not just growth because we get better as people but growth because we learn how that how we get to be like that and how we change from being like that to the point where uh, back when I had a bigger band than I what I have right now, I had a, uh, our other guitar player. He was 10 years, he is 10 years younger than I am. Um, and he was 16 when he joined the band. And then, so I was 26. Uh, and basically I got to see him grow for uh, from between 16 to 21. Uh, and I, I got to see, you know, the, all the teenage stuff that, that every teenager goes through. And in terms of... of uh, how how sure you are about your opinions or about how how oblivious you can be to nuance and it's and 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 like what what personal space means in in, in terms of opinions and and just like because every person is different obviously but like it's very powerful to feel young and to feel sure about who you are but the real power comes from you taking no shit uh, and just being like, no, I think like this, and if you don't like that, then fuck you. And that's that's where rock comes from. That's where metal comes from. And and that that sort of that's what you're referring to in in when you know going against the you know going against the machine in a way, or going against the man, and just you know speaking up for yourself, no matter if you're right or wrong, or in the in the end, you think you're right, but it doesn't matter. That's it's it's about speaking up. And I see that as well, like. The problem, like, think of like Megadeth. Uh, I, 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 I like some a lot of their songs. Hello, actually. Uh, me, no. it's me again. Megadeth is this is the band that has a, a, a an amazing song called uh, Peace Cells, uh, which is who's buying? Actually, it's kind of insightful. I mean, it's sort of all over the place a little, but it's about uh, it's about how war is not profitable. But then they have Holy Wars in like. I think it's three or four al- albums after that, which is about the war in Iraq and just it's basically anti uh, uh, it's, it's basically Islamophobic propaganda against against uh, or in favor of of, uh, of the uh, the American war. And so it's like it you see that as well in the artists themselves, like because they they come from a place where they criticize the war machine and then a few years later you you can watch like the trajectory of their like radicalization in one direction or the other god i remember peace cells yeah it has all that silly it has all that silly like talking that megadeth does sometimes like (laughs) like like in the song i was referencing a second ago what do you mean i don't believe in god i talk to him every day (laughs) it's such a uh, silly yeah 
Mustaine is a he's he's not he's 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 just yeah. But the point the, my point is that it's a it's sort of common to everybody and it's a journey that a lot of people go through. Is it's very easy for us to be sure of ourselves when we're kids and then embarrassed about it. But I think it's good to be embarrassed than just to be like, uh, because like I think it's there's two types of old people basically. It's the it's the people who are who say I was I was shitty when I was younger, and the people who say I didn't know anything when I was younger, because you know they just go one way or the other. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know if it if it res resonates with everyone. Did you repeat that part? Was it? Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Uh, when I, it's it, it's there's two in my experience there's two type of older people two types of older people which is the ones that um that say that that basically regret stuff that they did when they were younger and they just sort of understand you as a kid or as a younger person when you do those same old shitty things and then there's the other thing that resent who they were when they were younger because they just grow bitter or they grow disillusioned or whatever and just say uh you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna grow out of that phase and you're just gonna you know be a be a cog in the machine like everybody else they don't say it in those terms uh but uh, mustaine is definitely the kind of person that that grow, grew to be resentful of who he was most likely from when he was young and you in what you're saying in just being like i was shitty when when i listened to to uh Avenged Sevenfold, or it's not using that. I'm using this, that just as an example, obviously. But you are going the other way. You're saying you're not resentful of who you were. You're you're just you're you have grown, and that's. I think that's you know it's sort of bittersweet, but it's it's sweet as well. It's it's good. It's a good thing. That's what it's, I'm saying. It's so way to go. It's really fascinating to go back to stuff you consumed as a kid and was like important to you, and you watched it over and over again but you just didn't have insight or context. You just had the surface level read of stuff. I didn't fucking know mm -hmm. who Anne Rand was when I was 17, the year that Bioshock came yeah. out. So I was like, oh, yeah. it's a game about like some kind of guy that wanted to get all the super giants, the, all the super geniuses together, but it was hubris and it all fell apart. Oh, that's sad. And then you play it, you play it 10 years later and you're like, oh, this idea was always bad. This was a bad idea for a bad man. This whole place is awful. But like as a kid, you're like, oh, wow, they tried to make a utopia via all these good ideas because you, you just take his message at face value, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like as a kid, think, but... you don't think about the fact that the opening scene of Men in Black is them stopping a bunch of Mexicans at the border and all the Mexicans are secretly aliens from space. And you don't it, get the there analog there aliens? because you're eight. <laughs> oh, I've never and, seen Men in Black. And you watch it when you're older and you're like, well, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to take in. <laughs> Borrowed observation from Kyle Calgren's four hour long fucking Starship Troopers video essays series. Fuck. <laughs> Oh my God, Guess I'm never really talking long. about that movie. It's been done in every possible facet, I assume, at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's comprehensive. If I ever talk about that movie, it'll just be from the lens of how it made me not trust the military as a kid. Which was good timing, because it happened right before 9-11. It made my entire country really creepy when I was 10 or 11. 
It may be the entire world, but I imagine your country in particular. Yeah, but I, well, I, I mean, like, post 9-11, there was extreme American patriotism and jingoism, and it was a lot. And mm -hmm. having just watched uh, Starship Troopers is coming up, like, by the a way. bunch of times. Oh, 9-11 <laughs> <laughs> is Sorry. coming up, by the way. <laughs> Time just flies. <laughs> It's oh, yeah, been no, like yeah. 20 yeah, the, years. We're yeah, over the, yeah, the it. Like, no, everyone's the 20 over year it. No, I, I, t I tweeted. People are a little too over it sometimes. I, I, I tweeted. Are we? During, well, like, I went somewhere uh, a few weekends ago, and I while I was there, I tweeted a screenshot that I took, which is that the... Uh, <laughs> I found it. Uh, this place was having an event on 9-11. It's like, wow, it's our 10-year <laughs> anniversary. And I'm like, okay, maybe don't celebrate something on 9-11. Like that. that isn't <laughs> like the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. Maybe don't celebrate something else that day. <laughs> like I, I so we saw like yeah. posters like about the event they were having. They're like, no, 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 no. But yeah, the uh, you, yeah. watching how creepy the country got... Uh, I, I definitely had a perspective change as a kid that I might have not had otherwise if I hadn't been watching and rewatching and rewatching and rewatching Starship Troopers. Because I had like I saw it in theaters and we got a lot of side eye glances like people were people were visibly angry at my dad for taking us to that movie because it has like co-ed <laughs> nude shower scenes and stuff like that. And I was like nine or something. But I don't. I literally didn't even remember that about the movie as a kid. Like that meant nothing to me. Uh, it was all the zombie. It was all about the the <laughs> giant, the bugs getting shot and shit like that. But like watching that movie a lot as a kid because we had it on VHS, uh, and then nine eleven happening, and then watching the weird way that everyone like converged and everything, that definitely changed me as a person. <laughs> like. Because you could so easily just get swept up and be like, yeah, the Dixie Chicks are bad for criticizing Bush and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I hated Bush the whole time. I got like an early start on that. I didn't have to like become an adult to realize that, that there was bad things about all this. Or I didn't have to wait until Katrina happened in like 2005 or something. Like I think that, it was uh, 2004. 2008. 2004. What? Like uh, mid-teenage yeah, right? years as opposed to being a kid. Wasn't that in like 2008? No. Yeah, it might have been. Oh, 2005. You're right. It is 2005. 2005, yeah. That was, was, I, was I right from the... Yeah. No. The, it was I was formed, right from the get-go. No, I can't remember these things, man. Hurricane the, Katrina the, formed in March 2004. Girl, yeah, but it didn't, it didn't like... I don't oh, know. I guess I see. It, it didn't count so maybe that's as why being it, the... It says August the, 2005. Yeah. Oh no no no! no. It's fatalities in damage. Uh, it says you in the on the wiki page of Hurricane Katrina. It says 2004 USD. It has to be 2004, right? Oh. March. It I says Hurricane Katrina formed as a tropical depression over the southern Bahamas on August 25th, 2005. Oh. 2004 then USD is United States dollars. Yeah. 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 You. Impact. That's the impact, yeah. It had a, it costs a lot of money. Sort yeah, of. The only mention of 2004 really on the page is old damage figures in this table are a nominal value. 2004 USD. Yeah, that's not a year. Yeah, it's based on the. It's based on in, like telling you what the value of the money was in that in that time. Um, yeah, oh, no, I'm looking happened. at a wrong. I, I was looking at Katarina, not Katrina. Sorry. 
That's oh, yeah. Wait. We're literally looking at the wrong hurricane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's un wait. <laughs> what do you mean wait? That's a hurricane Katarina? Katarina, yeah. Why would they have almost the same name on their table twice? That's not how they're they they so many names you can name yeah. a hurricane. Don't they just loop the Don't they just don't <laughs> they just loop don't, don't they start they the might. list over every year or something? No, not every Why year. Would there be a Hurricane Katarina? What? Yeah, look it up on, on Wikipedia. I don't understand how you Googled it. Oh, with a C. Hurricane Katarina. There is a oh, Hurricane yeah, yeah, Katarina in 2004. I don't think yeah, anyone... That's why I, was I don't think people remember this one. <laughs> no, because it didn't... I don't think people remember this It did some damages, one. but not too much. Or maybe the country that it hit remembers it. Yeah, it was uh, Santa <laughs> Catarina and... <laughs> yeah, South... Uh, it was in Brazil, completely... actually. Yeah, it's a very different area mm -hmm. probably why i don't remember it knowing how <laughs> yeah. the news works it was probably literally more devastating than katrina but no one cares <laughs> because no no it was it, it didn't it affect only white people <laughs> it killed people but it was only on uh 11. it's uh but I, it's just sitting there comparing it sorry I, to distract from the point of of growing I don't up around what people the point who, is this is a, i'm a mess this you were episode. saying that you hated bush from the beginning it's uh i think uh, I, that is such a that i think that's the biggest disconnect with even modern day modern day americans and the rest of the world maybe not british i don't know probably, uh, probably it was some british fucking as well. creepy like people like people get weirded out by the fact that we do like a little fascist like pledge to the flag creepy thing in our classes every single day in school and that's like a that lot really to take bad. in if you're not used to that. That is really bad. And it's a lot to like realize that's is not normal though? from the inside. <laughs> like realizing that's not normal is a whole thing. But like <laughs> yeah. You don't understand but what you don't also understand is like how enforced it was and how like people would get mad at you for not being patriotic enough. And it's like still a thing, but it was like especially a thing in the 2000s where we were like everybody, like the Iraq war was like so popular at the beginning and people were so like all united in this thing. And it was just like, it was just so much to take in because people were <laughs> like, yeah, like you would, you would get a lot of signals as a kid. Like there was, there was a lot of like, you're doing something wrong if you aren't at lockstep with the country and all that. And that's exactly how you get super indoctrinated as a kid. And it's funny because mm -hmm. those people will then be like, oh, these colleges are indoctrinating people. And it's like, in college, we just like meet more people and gain more perspectives. The teachers don't like tell us to go left or even teach us things that are more left. Like, that's not how i don't understand how they think colleges work which i guess makes sense because you there's a lot of like first generation college like i was i wasn't a first uh, generation college student but i was a first generation college grad like mm -hmm. I, I uh neither of my parents finished college they just started it but i'm like they get this they get you get people, people they get this bizarre fantastical idea that college just like radicalizes people like as in like that's the point of it and what its goal is and there's like mechanisms in place to make sure they do that in like a uh the wall kind of way uh it's mm -hmm. i don't i don't i don't know how we got there i guess it's just because people need to have an easy narrative of how to explain why their the children don't agree with them anymore and the, so they, they get they take the easy answer the media gives them and then don't introspect think, at all i think if we bypass uh the limitations I mean, of of uh, of going to college to get a, a solid and unbiased grasp on reality 
which, you know, if we pretend that, what I mean to say is if we pretend that going to college gives you an unbiased, so not radicalized, but an unbiased uh, grasp on reality, which is not necessarily the case, but if we pretend that that's the case, and if we are aware that just life in general, and certainly public education in the U.S., radicalizes people, which it does, and you, that's what you're talking about, you just need to talk about it in those terms. If you acknowledge that living day to day in the U.S. radicalizes people, then yeah, the the there's definitely a de-radicalization process in the in college because it's unbiased. And so for somebody who thinks that being radical to the other side is being unbiased, then yeah, the college, colleges will radicalize you. But it's just that it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? If, you're, if you say that uh, the market is, is uh, great and uh, if something is wrong is because of bureaucrats in the government or uh, no, actually wars are good. Then, and you think that you're not radicalized when you say stuff like that, then, yeah, anybody that says anything closer to just normal common sense in the rest of the world, and when I say common sense, I mean centrism, uh, then it, that's all radical. That's, and that's how it comes to things like the U.S. not having Medicare for all and just normal basic stuff that saves money to everybody and just makes everybody else – or not everybody else, but everybody be better off. It just – basic stuff and people not that that's that's how you get there is by everybody being just completely immersed in this sort of common think i suppose because it, it, it's gotta be like it it has to be traumatizing in a way not traumatizing as in making making somebody suffer but in the sense that it shapes your your perception of reality and and if you wake up to it early enough you can you can absolutely be aware of it and just sort of try to dodge the other way. But even uh, uh, specifically regarding the, the Pledge of Allegiance, I remember talking on Discord, I think specifically with Andrew, maybe other, other people. And Andrew has said before that it isn't that weird. And I can understand, I can sympathize, maybe understand. It's is not a, that is weird but... in that you get completely programmed to be like, this is normal. And then you don't question it ever. Yeah. It, it, that's that's what I mean. Like I understand, I can sympathize with the feeling that it's not weird. That yeah, sure, I don't even pay attention, or I'm I'm lucky enough to be able to not do it, or whatever. Maybe my church, my uh, <laughs> my church, maybe my school doesn't uh, doesn't uh, enforce that, or whatever. But it isn't it isn't so much the it isn't so much the result of the pledge of allegiance being a thing in the United States is. Uh, because, or, or when I say the result is, I mean the individual result of every person. It's the normalization in society. It, it's it just sets up a, a a society where it's okay to have that sort of blind, uh, jingoistic love for your country, and that's how you know. That's how certain certain politicians will will uh, certainly more popular populist politicians all across the globe, not just in the U.S., but that's how. Uh, populist politicians co-opt that sort of love for the country and just say that if you're against me you're against the country and and you see that a lot in in mm-hmm. in populist politicians where they whenever somebody criticizes them they say you're criticizing the country that's you're, why, why wars are, against... are so good for re-election yeah yeah you can, absolutely you can conflate yourself with being the country and criticize and recolor any criticisms against the shit you're up to as being like anti-american and so on and 
-hmm. It's very useful. I was policed by other students based on how well I performed the Pledge of Allegiance on the anniversary of 9-11. Like, I wasn't, like, into it enough, and people were mad at me in my own classroom of 12-year-olds. Yeah, like, it's, that's how, that's it's, how deep the fucking process goes. And I think it's funny, well, like, especially, and again, like, the 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 important reference here too is that the i don't know what what grade were you in when 911 happened you were like 6 i was 11 oh you no, said I mean, 6th grade, grade. Uh, what grade were you in <laughs> it might have been 6th grade okay i was going to say like uh, yeah 6 cuz i went to when 911 happened it was i was going to the uh oh yeah, no no no, no. it's probably 7th grade cuz i think i was were yeah, you in Golden I, West? Yeah, yeah, our school was next yeah. to a military base, so we were. Yep. It was even so further was, and further in that it direction. Was very. So it we was were very in an extra, light. extra indoctrinated environment. But specifically, I will say, my parents were so catastrophically afraid that they pulled us out of school because they thought that they would bomb the airbase, and so they were like keeping us out of yeah. school, like they were gonna like. I guess nuke the airbase. Like that's the level of fear they had was another and like that's Man. it's fine like take your kids out of school on 9-11 for any reason really that's a big that, that day what you don't know what, you don't you don't know what's gonna go down that, that's a scary wow. day but that Parents was, the, that fuck was about the, me they're like nope yeah. you still go to school the planes <laughs> didn't hit your fucking high school your middle school yeah <laughs> like, i, I, I like, did what? not i did not go to school on 9-11 uh i did I, yeah if you were on the, if you were on the east coast you were in school during 9-11 and it like unfolded like turn Wasn't on the t sunday that's that's the worst kind it was of snow not a, day. I don't is think like it was when a it's Sunday. an ashy snow day. Was it like, a Monday? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was a <laughs> no, school was, day. I think it was. It was a. It was a weekday, but I don't know what. Yeah. Week. Oh, I, don't know. I, I remember. I didn't have school because school didn't, doesn't start here until later in the month. That's why uh, I wasn't my here. Yeah, we, we, were, we were at school, chair. and it's like, yeah, it's like take take. It's a crisis day, and it's weird. You don't know what's going to happen, and it's scary. So take your kids out of school, but like just to talk about the magnitude of it, like they thought that. It was the uh, 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 operation on the scale, like they were going to attack like Tuesday. every military base, like even ones all the way in California that are like irrelevant as fuck, and potentially on a scale that it would somehow affect the surrounding like, like the school that's not even on the base but near the base, like so they'd have to like yeah. nuke the air force base, which was just not the scale we were talking about at that point, but like that, there was kind of like this like overstatement of threat which has kind of been part of how the uh the power grab has kind of always worked is like a lot of a lot of changes to society have been justified based on this like massive enigmatic fear of the muslim threat and like that's been like the point a lot of the time so like there are like real threats although and although they were also like once kind of created by the cia so great good job everybody <laughs> we made our own problems and now we're fighting them uh but also like we actively make the problems worse but we also in the process constantly overstate the level of the threat because there's more political cachet and more power to be gained and more support for the military to be gained from uh, overstating the threat itself and it's just like a lot and that was just leveraged repeatedly and endlessly for forever i was gonna say for a decade but it never actually really stopped like it's, it's, all, it's, people, it's, it's so useful to the American yeah. government that this be a problem forever. It's yeah, absolutely, because it's the uh, it, 
the military industrial complex really it's been my the, i was gonna say my entire adult life it's been almost my entire life has <laughs> been this I, i've always exact thing i i guess I, I i was fortunate in that i grew up in a house that wasn't particularly political like my my mom was very apathetic to politics her thing was like look as long as i can keep working i really don't give a shit what's going on outside um so inversely whenever things like 9 11 happened her response was didn't happen here i guess we're just gonna keep going on like it, it didn't it didn't matter <laughs> if I feel to her a little bit terrorists... too much extreme apathy but, but like yeah but like to her it's just like look i can't i can't stop a plane from crashing into a building that's the fucking government's job and if they can't stop a plane from crashing into a building what the fuck do i do i'm going to work and if they're gonna take care of it they will if they don't all right i'm dead <laughs> i guess and like to some degree that's fine that is a level that's a reasonable level of apathy to have to a an event that you have no control over like if only what, everybody what, acted like that because the like the yeah, problem but, is that the other side is like oh no we're all gonna kick iraq's ass or what was that yeah, song about and, kick well, there's a there's a hundred there's, i don't you know, know. The there's, there's just, a lot there's there so I'm many sure there trust me if you, there was if a, you there was a well, lot of pro-military country music there was, I mean, there, yeah, there was, it was a ridiculous renaissance of shitty patriotism in the United States post 9-11, but it was, it, like, watching it from a side where nobody in your family has any strong feelings about it is really hilarious, because you see all these people, like, basically devastated by this assault on your country, and you're just like, just rebuild the fucking thing, I don't give a shit, it's a tower, right? Just build it again, what is the big deal? And everyone else is like, but the lives lost. It's like, it, yeah, but isn't that how many people die every time we do the war? Like the war, but the lives Iraq, lost. And then the war in Iraq cost no us masks. more lives than 9/11 did. Like, no is that okay? Like, yeah, they're, like they're, you can uh, you can do the same thing really, for now. This this song oh, yeah, exactly. really really encapsulates the, the fucking. It's the have you forgotten? They I took have. they oh, no, took all they took bad. all the footage off my TV. Said it's too disturbing for you and me. It'll just breed anger. That's what the experts say. If it was up to me, I'd show it every day. Some say this country is just looking out looking for a fight after 9/11. Man, I'd say that it's that, that that's right. It's like oh yep he's that's the that's, he just wants to just use it he's literally yeah. like doing he's like just being the politicians there like just using this, 911 as a warmongering thing to excuse exactly. forever like it's just in the words ah, i was, don't know it's just like the, the what it's I was about thinking our of. freedom they're against russia no okay is gonna stop our freedom how <laughs> how Something i was thinking of is uh... <laughs> literally how it goes like this. Justice will be served, then the battle will rage. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And it'll be sorry that you messed with the US of A, because we'll put a boot... No, we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. That's These the, lyrics are a lot the, to look, take in. 9-11 was just like a really, really convenient excuse for overly patriotic and somewhat terroristic people to like... Use what do you that. mean somewhat? Absolutely terroristic. Well, they're, they're only somewhat terroristic because they're not going out and, like, murdering people who aren't patriotic. But they're, like, on that fence where they're sitting there. Like, if you don't believe in my country as much as I do, maybe you don't deserve to be an American. That's what I mean. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, you can say that. But, like, 
isn't this like a country of freedom? I could just hate this fucking country. That's and, like my right to yeah, do. That's supposed and, to be part uh, of the constitution, uh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's but, like also, uh, but regardless of that fact, the point is, is like this became this huge, beautiful, uh, like almost people, hyper patriotic people wanted 9-11 in a way that is almost anti-American because it makes this beautiful rhetoric of you have to love your country because otherwise you are against it or you're a terrorist to let's, the nation. And it's Let's like, also not forget the white supremacist aspect of the whole thing. Uh, because it's not everything. just about... Every fight, like, it could rain tomorrow and it's white supremacist No, no, supremacist yeah, it is day. everything. Like, this fucking it is everything, but it's shit. <laughs> like, goddamn. <laughs> it doesn't have to... Like, it literally every fucking event, a tornado happens, and it's like, up time for the KKK to do something. It's like, oh, yeah, right, that's what I, I, I guess Katrina. everything is... Everything is perfect for white supremacists. It doesn't matter. Rain, shine, hellfire, cataclysmic climate always, change. There's always it, the of loop it. of like, oh, an, out, an, outsize, an outside non-white threat? Better t like t time to capitalize on this. It's always the ones that they lean like extra heavy on. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have, you have Al-Qaeda, you, uh, you have World War II with the Japanese, where then you locked up all the Japanese Americans and treated them like shit and didn't really do much about that and then basically pretended you didn't afterwards and actually it was necessary and so on and so forth it's like the fucking bomb wasn't even necessary you just wanted to blow people up and then of course mm -hmm. like the fucking uh like the, <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah republicans Japan, the, love the to threat. constantly <laughs> use anti-chinese sentiments during the covid pandemic and then be like wow hate crimes went up how could that happen like it's just it's a cycle it's a repeatable obvious cycle it's just observable and also just as a yeah. pause hey idiot i see you in the comments <laughs> you're always there you're like i'm mm -hmm. gonna willfully misinterpret them about the thing we're not fucking like pro-terrorism like it's like i don't know how i always have to spell this shit out because someone's somebody always saying pro-terrorism well because we're doing we're the like thing not, you weren't allowed to do yeah. in the 2000s and some of these people literally never grew up oh, since 2001 so they still yeah. think that you're like criticizing the u.s during uh, during how 9-11 was handled and the iraq war and so on they're still like oh also, so you're yeah. you're pro getting blown up but it's like no we're laughing at the idea of al-qaeda being a threat because it's literally framed like it's red dawn like they're going to literally come in and take over america that's what you're saying when they're fighting for our freedoms it's this idea that al-qaeda is so powerful they will defeat the military that literally has more military than all of the other militaries combined like that's not <laughs> this was always a farce know, man. they were never it a threat to your freedoms that was never possible it's and everyone I knew that I think Al-Qaeda was pretty strong. I think he was stronger than the United States could ever hope to be. The man avoided capture for like a decade. We even got the wrong the guy. Man? We thought Saddam Hussein was Al-Qaeda and we killed him <laughs> instead. Like we we really fucked up. We couldn't stop this guy. He was literally better Whoops, than the American military. How this happened? Whoops. Right? We just showed up at Yeah, we showed up in Iraq. We we're like, "Wait, how come you guys spelled Afghanistan wrong? Why is the, it in like the all the paperwork the propaganda you machine wrong? was in such full effect back then. <laughs> they could literally go to the wrong country and no one cared. And no, yeah, absolutely. And that's what they did. They, they went, were the same kind of brown people, so it's like it's yeah. probably right. Someone probably knows what they're doing. It's like It just <laughs> It's just hilarious. It's I love. literally what happened, though. It, yeah, you're saying like, that oh, we got to take out this military. Yeah, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm yeah, not joking. Yeah. They're yeah, like, oh, the, we got to deal with this terrorist joke. organization based <laughs> in this country. It's like, oh, well, we're going to have to overthrow this other country's leader. And it's like, 
Oh, so we're just not even using the CIA now. I get it. <laughs> we're just doing it in the open. And then yeah, a bunch of other countries so were obvious. like, come on, America, you can't do that. We got sanctions or something. Or we're all supposed to agree that this is bad. And they're like, yeah, and sure, I'll, 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 I'll just be a minute. I'll be out in just a minute for 20 years. <laughs> it's and yeah, it's, it's, it's always know. been so obvious that it's about the money that Saudi Arabia still continues to be a strong ally of the United States, despite them being actually in terms of percentage the co the country that was most involved with the 911 attacks in terms of the where the the attackers came from where they were trained and all that in percentage i think it's like 70% of them have come from there yeah i mean the military and, is never about uh america that's not what it's there for it's not no, it's for, for money it's, it's not for us it's for whatever is necessary for the like the government whatever they want it's never like to protect you don't need it's the military to, make to more protect. Missiles. We're a fucking like a multi-nuclear nation. What are they gonna make do? Make more to missiles. Us? Make more tanks. Make more airplanes. That's what they want. It's, I mean, what I don't they know. do is and they get emotionally them, invested the because they get a bunch of normal people wrapped up in this, and like they're just people, and they're they're being tricked into being involved in a thing yeah. that is not virtuous and is not helping them and is not protecting their families. But they tell them that it will, and then some of those people die, and it's horrible. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes yep. this really emotional thing of you have to support the troops because, like, my kid died in this thing and that's sad and so on. And that's true. Like, that's that all sucks. And but the but the matter, like, but then people like turn into this thing like, oh, and then all the hippies spat on people when they came back on from Vietnam, a thing that's never been confirmed and has always basically just been a lie. But that because that itself was propaganda by the people that wanted you to not protest the Vietnam War. And it's like mm -hmm. they, they use your dead children as a shield against criticism of their unethical wars, which is just all of them. This is just all of them. They're all bad. They're all bad. War is happening for bad reasons. And it's fucking system of a down has it right. <laughs> and that, even like, even what you were saying music. sounds like the, the lyrics of some heavy yeah. metal or rock yeah, no, song. Why it's don't like, presidents fight in wars? So why common. do they always send the poor? It's it's exact or yeah. It's just so such a common. I, it's it's kind of tying back to how the conversation started but it it's is like a baffling whole typical people... song type but in the, and they're evergreen songs because the fucking the the the, the decade doesn't change what's happening i mean we are dealing more with climate change politicians will, hide the... themselves away they only started their own war why should they go out to fight they leave that role to the poor 1970 the... 50 year old song war pigs it's so old now It'll be well, still. That, it'll even, still be relevant uh, when I'm dead. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the lyrics the, won't have to change. It's nothing about the entire song is tied to a particular decade. They'll play it well, for the rest of human society. Well, I mean, we got we. So there was obviously the the failure here, which is that like the Vietnam War was a terrible design decision from every angle. Like it didn't look good for PR. It didn't look good for like patriotism. Everything about it was so bad. That like they spent like decades trying to figure out how to re how to make the perfect war, and 9/11 was it. It was like the best possible outcome. You, 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 you gas people with a, 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 a an action that they were not expecting to happen ever, and then you use that emotional vulnerability to create like fear, par like patriotism, where you have to be like scared to not be patriotic because otherwise it might happen again in your city and like yeah. 
it's it's great it's like it's really genius it's perfect and beautiful and it's the most un-american thing possible but it's it's like it's one it's of the actually fun... interesting things about 1984 when you actually read it unlike people do and yeah. actually know what <laughs> happens in 1984 big the big brother government is always at war with someone at all yeah, times and it's, the moment yeah. they're not at war with that person and they and they're actually allies now and they're at war with the other people now they rewrite all of their history books and all references to that war in all of media so they were always at war with the new people and that was always the case and everyone immediately just forgets like the changing wars and convinces themselves it's all for a purpose and so on and also it, and it's meant to unite people against this outside force which is just this ever-present necessary thing that always has to be there and it doesn't really matter who it is you just have to be at war with something so that you will unite against the other thing yep. Dr. it's Manhattan. very difficult <laughs> it's it's great it's very... uh it's respectable it's like envious like it, it it's it's impressive it's truly impressive and nothing uh everything about it is amazing except for the fact that it works like that's the part that's not great is that it is working and i have to be surrounded by it but otherwise it's fantastic like could you imagine like you know obviously like we just said 1984 has it in it but it's such a good literary device. Like you would imagine hearing that in some kind of weird dystopian novel and like seeing it played out and it plays exactly like it would be written in a dystopian novel is great. Like you're just like, oh my God, this is the thing is, is, is awesome. It isn't necessarily a very or a new thing. It's just basically what the Catholic Church did all throughout the second millennium. It's it's the whole crusade thing and just being like. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the birth of my own country of being the Reconquista thing where the whole premise was that we were going to reconquer the lands to the south that were conquered um, 500 years in the past. It's equivalent of France invading Portugal because they had some dudes living here 500 years ago. It's like, what? 500 years? That's that's not a reconquest. That's that's not even the same families, let alone the same people. <laughs> and, 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 and it's just... It's the it's the same you know it's the it, it's down to always being at war with somebody and having been at war with them for a, for a long time it's uh, it's the uh, self policing that's very very important and and just obviously being part of the, making that a religion is the best kind of self religion uh, self uh, policing because it's part of the you know if you don't if you're not a true believer then you're not you're going to to hell um, and of course the Catholic Church even had to use inquisition style things and all that so it's not it, it didn't even work too well for them but it's just it's not a new thing what the u.s does it just does it it just does it it's sort of in a such a drastic and worldwide way that it fools everybody else or it doesn't it doesn't necessarily fool everybody else but there's a lot of uh, people outside of the u.s that are fooled by it because the catholic church you know, has such a insidious history of just penetrating yeah. every element of society and actually mm -hmm. basically doing the big brother thing of like mm -hmm. erasing entire histories of cultures like there's so much debate in like greek and like like there's a greek and norse and so on like history and mythology where they're still trying to figure out which parts of it are even the real thing and which parts of it are stuff rewritten to be homophobic and so on because the catholics are actually the only source we have for any of it like mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff we only know about it because 
all records of it were destroyed and their culture was erased and all that was left over was some uh some records that were made by catholic priests that were intentionally rewriting it to sound a little more catholic because they thought that was the only way to preserve it and have it not be destroyed like snorri Mm -hmm. is it snorri sturlson the guy that does the only surviving records of the poetic edda and like all that we like the if you read all of norse mythology it's a short book like that's all that's left (laughs) and it was all written by one catholic priest and a lot of it was changed by him so the Catholics wouldn't delete his version of it because they were getting rid of everything else about it. And that's just like that entire culture. That's all that's left of all of yeah. that history. And so there's so much to be drawn from that. Like which parts of these are them forcing in a like Jesus or God an- analogy, like how it's we- how no- how uh, Thor and Odin can become weirdly interchangeable in a way that sounds like the Holy Trinity or like which parts of these are specifically created yeah, to that's... like be a way to look down on the Norse people or which parts of them introducing things like homophobia specifically because that makes it more appealing to Catholic ideals. And that's the only surviving version of that reality we have. Like that's mm-hmm. it's, just, it's our world's a fucking seen... mess. That same exact well, thing I mean... is seen all throughout Europe and other cultures, even here in Portugal. Uh, while I was uh, studying archaeology in university. Uh, and learning about the cultures that we had roughly during the same time that we had here in the region. Uh, Because, of course, studying archaeology is such a practically oriented type of study that it's it's very localized. I don't I didn't learn about Egypt or or about Mesopotamia or stuff like that, stuff like that. It's all about what happened here. And there's evidence. There's multiple evidence or there's, there's multiple sites where it's reasonable to think that they they had initiation rites similar to baptism here, um, it, which is co- kind of common all around the world. It's not it's not normal, but it was done in in a way very similar to what uh, uh, the Catholic Church would would sort of standardize 500 years later, and uh, and we have no records whatsoever, uh, no written no written records any of anything of the people that lived here from between between 600 bc uh, sorry 600 600 uh, common era and uh 900 no 850 i think is where we start having some records so there's two centuries and a half easy of no records whatsoever and they existed those records existed up well until the 14th century they were destroyed there's 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 the and, and the, the catholic church uh had those because they were the people who knew the most the, the, like the it's it's very common all throughout the world the, uh, um what's the word for islam church it's not the last what uh, uh i'm sorry uh, islamic a mosque is oh yeah but like the what i'm saying is that the priests and the and the and the monasteries and all that had the knowledge here but it is this happens as well throughout asia and throughout africa with different religions and i I was thinking specifically of islam because they have also the same for a long time they had the monopoly on on knowledge and that's the same thing here in europe but they they rewrite uh the church rewrote and deleted a lot a lot of stuff uh, and just, and it's all it's it, the Vikings. Is, we are we're lucky to know so much about the Norse mythology, mythology because there's so much that we have no idea what happened, no idea what they what they were, who they were, what they thought. It's in the Conqueror's best interest to just delete all mm-hmm. history of the conquered. And well, it's just, yeah, uh, I mean that's a that's pretty much how most history is gone. 
I don't. I mean, yeah. it's just kind of like you you want to stomp out the thing that's opposed to your thing because otherwise there'll be opposition to your thing. But but the, I it think just the, speaks to the insidious nature of just like how much how much you should always question whether or not we even know things that we think we know well, about yeah, history I mean, that's and culture the, that's and so the on. Point. Yeah, it's, that's definitely it's the point. So, is there's that so much to it. You should always. You should always be second-guessing Ameri anything you American hear. American school teaches because... us about civil rights and racism like it's over, and we solved it. Yeah. Well, they also teach it's it in a way that's like, not very... We had uh... slavery, and then Lincoln was like, no more of that. And then we had racism, and then Lu Martin Luther King was like, I have a dream. And then he fixed it, like, that day. And everyone was like, wow, what a beautiful speech. I'm not racist anymore. As opposed to, and like, it's... you know, murdering him. I, yeah, I remember the happened. takeaway from I remember the takeaway from civil rights in school was that like the black people started it. Like, like no one's taught whole, no one's taught how to recognize yeah. racism in modern society or anything actually useful. They're just taught like vague bullet points of a thing that's in the past. Just like how we study McCarthyism and the Crucible as like, wow, isn't this interesting? How like this is how allegory works and not like, hey, this is still happening. It I, literally never I, stopped the Red Scare is today. I think there's yep. just a problem, though, of like, how do you how do you compact so much? How do you teach people that the world is just broken? A hundred like a hundred percent. There is no like there's no peace in this world. It's just every aspect of it is fucked. And like, how you do mean? you condense all of that into a semester long class? For children who are like the most detached from this fucked society as possible. Well, they you sure as fuck like, tried, and Trump reacted you, to that because they were doing the. Pro well, that was the whole point of that project. The with the, yeah, the year is it 1776. Numbers are hard. For, I, I'm bad at 16, dates. 1618. Well, the I 17. I think 1776 was the good one, and Trump's revisionist nightmare one that was basically more successful. I believe it was the yeah, 16 something one. Was the uh, you're talking like, about the critical race theory thing? Yeah, it was about reteaching no, history in the con on the yeah. context of yeah. of the racial pr problems and so on. Like, like the fact that we're taught in school about how we had slave slaves and indentured servitude people, and it was never discussed. It's never taught to us as kids that like the whole reason the indentured servitude people were given more rights and more freedoms and were treated better and and like that the way they were treated was changed was specifically because they were at risk of allying with the slaves and so they need to divide them like that was the point that was like the origin of race in america that's mm -hmm. when we started categorizing people and that it's literally i shouldn't be, I shouldn't be learning structure. that when i'm 30 I should be learning that yeah. when I was taught about that in the first place. But to answer, to how answer many Andrew's of us question, found out about Tulsa in 2020? What the fuck? When it showed up on television, what was that? Uh, it was a superhero television show taught yeah. people about Tulsa instead of their schools. And Tulsa isn't even the only time that happened, by the way. No, I've uh, I don't know the the name of where it happened, but I think it was a few years after the same thing happened. 
Like they're all like they just want to teach people how to hate that that white people are bad and that we should hate America or so on. It's like no, it's about basic observation of what we've done as a society and what our history is, so we don't repeat it. Like the fact that there was a a place literally called Black Wall Street that was doing well and it was firebombed out of existence because a black guy supposedly looked at a woman once. And that just escalated into because they were just so overtly racist about any kind of race basically. mixing that they did a genocide. Yeah. And they, they yeah. Absolutely. But it's only a genocide when other people do it because the America is only good ever. And we should never acknowledge any past mistakes. And then we can just be idiots but, in public all the time, I guess. To answer Andrew's question, how do you stop that? You need, I think I think it's uh, this is my personal opinion. So maybe I'm wrong. So feel free to, to to take this with a grain of salt. Um, I think it's not possible to de de program people who have lived their entire lives completely completely blinded to the history of the United States or whatever country they live in. It's I think the only way to do it is to or to the only way to fix the only way to fix it is to remove the profit motives behind why people continue to be taught stuff like this. And obviously <laughs> removing profit mo- motives in the oh, US yeah, cuz no one's is, school doesn't is, yeah. exist to teach you how to be a well-rounded person knowledgeable about the world around you. It exists No, it to exists to send you to the you military. To send you to the workforce in the military. And the military, yeah. Yeah, that was and literally the, the original for, point for of why schools came out in America. Like the why they why they were created was that they were essentially pushed by private industry to as a as a government incentive to create workers that were already trained, so they didn't have to train them. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it, I, it, that's why it's a long <laughs> journey. You need to remove all the profit. So, I feel sorry for the logics. people that are like hearing new things today. <laughs> It's it's very yeah. I have heard that. I know what you're lot. referring to. I, I, I have I've heard what you're talking about. Nothing in society exists for the reason that you would hope it does. Even the good-ish things like school. Yeah, but <laughs> like, like that's the that's the thing mess. is is like it. Uh, and, and school is such a school is really basically fun, we is, basically only ever do good things on accident. Well, yeah, that's human history is by like oops, we fucked we made we made an accident but it turned out to be good it was on purpose yeah. now the uh <laughs> like school the, was just an extended work training like fucking job training program for best buy paid well, by the yeah, by, school's by the a, school's a job yeah school is a job course for, so yeah. you can get yeah, yeah so you can just get kids in the workforce faster it's just like uh, but again <laughs> even schools it's, they it's, don't want to pay for other kid other kids other people's college tuition it's like too late buddy but well that's the thing though is like there are people who literally don't want to pay for public school they don't think they should have to pay for like public school if they don't have children that like, is not oh, a valid argument kids, though so i don't like, want, i don't know why i have to pay taxes for that's schools not a valid if i'm argument. never gonna have a child well, yeah, no, there is no valid argument to be anti-tax. What the fuck? No, but it can't be because no, no, you're part you, of the society. Be so either don't yeah. pay taxes and get the fuck out, or but the pay reason, taxes and be yeah. a part of it. Because like, even if it's good on it's accident, not a school argument. isn't that positive. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. any so any Our society social is worse service off that, without it. 
yeah like any social service that benefits all the people in your social service like in your social circle is a net positive for you even if it for comes sure. at your expense like even oh, yeah. if you can't directly benefit from it you benefit from the trickling effect you know that fucking lie that your president said <laughs> once like you can have trickling actual success if you do it in a small scale like if you pay for schools to have money then it turns out the people that go to school and learn turn out to be better for your society and then you benefit from that better society that they help build in the future when you're an old decrepit fucking teeth suckling piece of shit on the goddamn government money that you like sat there and vocally hated for all your life and now you can't live without it like i wish the, you could just take social security away from all the old people like, <laughs> seriously the, i wish like right now right now for all boomers you just cut social security and be done with it and they would be furious they'd be like what the fuck did i pay into yeah right how weird is that like isn't it really frustrating like it's just i look forward to the stupid. bad faith interpretation in the comments this week that's fine i don't give a shit at this point all i care about is like no if andrew, you if don't you, understand andrew you don't have class solidarity because you won't voice the tiger daddy why not, won't you like, voice not, the tiger daddy for a job I don't Tiger need class solidarity praxis. because I, my, my political, my personal and ever, ever political view will always be too extremist to function, but <laughs> I don't have to act on it. And I just do my due diligence and move on with life. I pay my taxes. I vote responsibly and move on. But like, this isn't the world I like. I don't want to live in this, in this shitty dystopia, but I look outside and go, where else could I live? Oh no, nowhere else. They're all fucking shitty dystopias. Like, yeah. great. Pay, choose your pick. Which which color dystopia do you like more? Purple, red, green? And, like, there's no actual. Like, there's no. There's, you know, there's. There's Portugal. There's, like, we close. have cakes. But that's but that's not enough. I don't want just cakes. Yeah. I want everything. I, mean, I want every single thing that I think I deserve. I want free but, education. I want free healthcare. I want free. Okay, like, okay. I don't want to pay. Uh, what's it called? Um, I don't want to be paying like fucking weird recycling fees because people won't okay. fucking recycle. It's not my that, fault. You're a fucking Portugal. asshole. Like that's that, all the just, checks. That's good. I I don't want a standing military in your country. Uh, I don't want fucking borders got, yeah. in your country. I don't <laughs> yeah, want fucking that's, that's weird true. like I don't want like landlords to be legal in your country. That's I don't want fucking, this is like, the angriest recitation of of imagine I've ever heard. Like I just, no, but it's good. It, I like it. it seems I like it. So fucking stupid. Imagine like, if there's no borders. It's easy if you try. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm furious today. <laughs> it's called a fucking pre-Western society. Turns out, like weird, weird how that happened. It it's was. Just, like, it was. I, I, it was here before we got here. It's, it's cut. Look, yeah, I remember like somebody. Gonna, is there is there literally <laughs> hundreds and thousands of Canadians at the border, all the way from the beginning of it to the end, standing in a perfect formation line, holding their arms in a chain link formation, <laughs> making sure that border line doesn't get crossed? Or is it just fucking bullshit that you made up on the fly and just said like, yes. that's straight, option. right? And then someone the goes, "There's actually a fucking lake in between there. Is that okay?" Uh, Around there's, the lake, then. There's, like, there's, there's really funny awful. narratives. There's really, it's there's so really funny narratives when, when, in the cases where people are still trying to figure out the border that was decided a long time ago. <laughs> and also but the they genocide still don't that happened. And like, the genocide that happened. Don't forget about that. Oh, there's a and we lot. Have to, we have to live. We have to live in a state where someone decided the worst possible designs for these states. I fucking hate them. 
And like, like I don't get to change that. I can't cha I can't like elect a person that's going to be like, I'm going to make California a square because it needs to be a square. I don't want it to be a fucking half square. We tried and then like Nevada and Arizona happened. So we have to kind of like curve around the cooties. Humans kind of like, professionally a make a problem out of just the act of map drawing. Like, there's so it's many like, lines that are just drawn that then create like millennia long problems. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, like what fuck. is what is Oklahoma? And it happens both macro and micro what scale. Like, this entire like these people must live together in one country now, and that's going to be a problem. But fuck it, is just like a whole ongoing thing like, throughout just all of the world, thanks to both the Americans and the English just fucking with other countries and then running away. But even on the mm -hmm. micro scale, it's just like the gerrymandering and all these messes of like. Instead of just do it, uh, taking apart, doing anything honestly, let's see how I can like reconstruct the maps to fuck the world up. Like it happens everywhere, like, every day, and it, it's never stopping. But I, I feel like I should contextualize Tiger Daddy. <laughs> no, no, I just <laughs> want to make look. one more point before you do yeah. that. The only fucking state in this country that matters or that got it right was Wyoming. Why every everyone should follow Wyoming's example of being a perfect, perfect shape. That's how it should always. Is it just a, is it just a rectangle? It's just a fucking square. It's just a perfect fucking square. <laughs> it's just someone decided, no, I'm not making a stupid fucking Oklahoma shape. It's not, right? I'm not making. It's a, it has to be a rectangle. It is. We don't, have, we, don't have a, we don't have a square, do we? It has to be a rectangle. No, it's a rectangle. It is a square. Okay. Look at Wyoming. Okay. It's, well, I was it's like, like a I don't think we. I don't think we have a square. That'd be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, Yeah, it's wider than it's, it is taller. Well, yeah, but it's as close as you get to a square in this country. And it's beautiful. That's how every state should you, be. And just then you, imagine if the fucking map of the United States just looked like Minecraft. Oh, I'm sorry. Colorado <laughs> also almost got it right. But there is a little bit. Up on the some south, of the rectangles kind of collide. But yeah, it would, it would be kind of a weird border. At the, but then you got like, <laughs> then you got shit like South Dakota and North Dakota. And you're like, you're so close. You're just so fucking close. Just cut off whatever the shit is you're going on at the bottom and the sides here. It's like, usually there's like a river you just, or something. It, yeah, like Which, there's a city. Not a great like, Fargo. Fargo's literally out, cut in half. Move. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> that too. But like, there's literally a city on listened, the border. Between... They should have listened to my college presentation about oxbow lakes and meandering streams before they drew the maps based on rivers. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> I have, it, I can teach you all about how that works. It looks funny now. Like, it's really funny when you go and look at Google Maps now and you go like, hey, how come, like, Missouri looks like shit? And then you zoom in, you're like, uh-oh, someone followed a lake that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like, it's just fucking dumb. Like, it's, it's great. You just look through and you're like, oh, I see what you did there. And then you look at other states where you're like, <laughs> like, Arkansas or Arkansas, what happened to you? Uh, Arkansas? Like, Arkansas. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be Arkansas, but you spelt it wrong, so that's your fault. Um, well, it's Tennessee, it's right next to it, so it sounds also... like a fucking Final Fantasy spell. It, it it's like you've it's got Kansas, like and then later in the game you get Arkansas, <laughs> then you get Giga Kansas. Giga Kansas. <laughs> it's just like, uh, but that it's sounds funny. like something just, a Japanese would write in a video game. I can definitely really believe that's the that's the that's the names of the spells, at least in ten. That is absolutely I don't something think it's they R. would do. I think it's something else, but it's like regular spell, better spell, giga spell. Like that's the same fi fire, fire, uh, fire, uh, ga <laughs> is the three fire <Yeah>. spells. <laughs> but 
Sorry. Yeah, anyways, I, you, I figured you can out bring thunder. You can bring context. <laughs> You can bring Don't context do the tiger to daddy, the yeah. tiger daddy, but yeah, I, just, I just so wanted to get that point For out. context, uh, last week, uh, I made uh, was kind of a re- it's just a reoccurring observation where I tease Andrew because back when I back when we did Let's Plays on on Sad Games exclusively, our most popular series was Tokyo Jungle. And then when he started doing solo stuff, his most popular stuff was visual novels. And then, then one day I linked him Nekojishi as, as like a joke, but then he actually did a series on it. And it's his like second most popular visual novel on his whole channel. And it's like, aha, cause it's the, it's the confluence of these two things, the furry audience and the visual novel audience. So last episode, I, I, I used that joke and, uh, and teased him about like, well, you, you just gotta, you just gotta keep doing visual novels, uh, vis- furry visual novels for the like all the time on your channel, and you'll make, you'll make it big, and then you'll reach your final form as a furry visual novel voice actor. Like that was the joke last episode, and he was, and Andrew, an employed man in modern society who has a job already, was like, why <laughs> would I do something that makes me miserable if I can avoid it? A normal reasonable statement and a, a bad faith lunatic that's terminally online in the comments is like he's like you he people him, do jobs he, to survive yeah people yeah. don't you understand that people do jobs to survive you entitled child have some class solidarity and like i'm i'm probably burning the bridge with that person but also his comment was stupid and if he's not smart enough to understand that then it was You're your about own problem, voice man. acting a video game character. <laughs> Why won't you How be it? a... So, so, you know, I'm just, so I was just, just been having fun with that stupid idea of, like, voice acting Tiger Daddy is Praxis. <laughs> if you, you, if you want to be a proper socialist or communist, if you want to have class solidarity, you gotta voice the Tiger Daddy. <laughs> you gotta, Andrew. Other, there's only two people in this world, Tiger Daddies and Entitled Children. <laughs> Sorry, nice you're gonna like, I guess gonna, I guess I'm gonna I'm guess I'm jumping the fence to the other class. Like I'm, I'm not gonna gonna be I'm a, sorry, pores. I'm so, <laughs> and I'm I'm sorry, dude, but your your comment was just so fucking stupid and it's brought me such joy. I've been like, laughing like about I, it all I, fucking day. I mean I get ever it. Since I get I, the... Ever since I had the thought Tiger Daddy is Praxis, I haven't gotten over it for like the last four hours. <laughs> I, I get the idea that like uh yeah some people can't choose their jobs which is like unfortunate yeah. and sad. including and voice actors by the way but it's, just, voice actors, feel, it's yeah. just such an obvious projecting onto you though because you never said anything like what they're mad at and the funniest think, part I, of yeah. this entire scenario besides how funny tiger daddy is practices as a sentence because it's incredible is just the fact that like in the quote where they're angry at you they literally say, here's here's their quote of you that they're so angry at, is, why would I want to do that if I could avoid that? Is in quotes. That's their right quote there. of you they're angry at. They literally if include in the quote that you, the caveat <laughs> that you can avoid doing that. Like, they, they, they self-owned. They don't read the thing they quoted, which is the specific context of the fact that you don't have to work that job. And not in like a, I'm so entitled, I've got trust funds, and I don't have to work at all. It's like, no, I have a job. I don't need to be Tiger Daddy. <laughs> yeah. I got, I, got, I got way other things to be spending Wait, my time Wait, but did with. you actually get offered the Tiger Daddy uh, job? No. no. Oh. 
It's a it's a then hypothetical it, joke yeah. so of what would happen if he became a visual novel furry person YouTuber yeah. until eventually like eventually he'd become an influencer. This is how it works. You eventually are famous yeah. enough then, for the specific yeah. brand that you do, and then people contact you because they want you to be in the thing. A lot of YouTubers voice act games in the particular genre that they're famous for doing Let's Plays of, so this fucking Andrew's final form would inevitably be in this hypothetical that he would end up voicing a furry visual novel for real instead of just in the Let's Play. Like fucking yeah, Coke Carnage yeah. being in uh, Cyberpunk, or Jesse Cox being in Cyberpunk, or other people being in Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, Felicia Day? No, wait. Felicia Day is in a lot of things, but not Cyberpunk. No, I was thinking of the other one, the one that I, that was the only one that I actually thought was uh, somebody I knew, and then I went and looked up, and oh, that's her. Felicia Day I is remember her. fucking everywhere. I watched a visual, I watched a video essay about New Vegas, like, yesterday, and I was like, that character sounds like Felicia Day, and I looked him up, and that character was yes, Felicia yes. Day. I think she's, she like, a like party member or something. Or, yeah, she's, yeah. like, a bunch of characters in New Vegas. Uh, when I was playing WoW last week, I saw a character called Felicia Knight. I'm like, that's obvious. <laughs> it's a little on the nose. <laughs> I can guess who that is. But the Felicia Day is also the, I guess, yeah, it's the same thing. It's, it's just like a person that did web series and stuff and then just got beyond that. I have trouble thinking of her as being a web series person because she was so successful at getting beyond that that yeah, she's even, in like TV even shows. Even Ashley Birch. Ashley Birch is everywhere. She became yeah. like a, yeah, she's like a full-time voice actor now. And she originally just made YouTube, uh, not YouTube, game trailers parodies with her, her brother mm -hmm. until he wrote a role for her in, in Borderlands 2. As tiny, I mean, Tina. Bless you. It's uh, it's it takes uh, it takes practice. Voice acting is uh, is really complicated, and having oh, yeah. the inroad into having mic presence and acting at the same time, like that's the best thing. If you just oh, yeah. do skits, it's yeah, super easy. Anyone can do it. You're that's why all the people. That's why all the YouTubers that do it are worse. <laughs> yes, but I they're can there do it. because the people are a fan of them and want them to be in the game. And that's how it do. There's like there's there's two terrible types of voice actors, YouTubers and celebrities. Don't be any of those if you <laughs> want to be right. a voice actor. Celeb why do like why do movie actors and names? Why do names. they voice act so badly? Except for Patrick Stewart, he voice acts. Because they, that's not what they <laughs> train to do. They literally are actors who it are good weird, at though. acting on camera. Their yeah, voice still, actors like, have to take. No, voice acting is a different medium. You it have is, to, it you, is. You use your voice in a different way. You have to act yeah. in a different way because you can't physically some see a thing. Better, when someone some, says, of, like, some supposed uh, screen actors are way better voice actors than they are actual actors. Yeah, but like, it's like, oh, it's, about, it's, it's not a physical role. Go back to being a yeah. wolf. Yeah, but look, <laughs> a look lot at Peter of, Dinklage a lot of it is, in, in that game. Oh, I don't remember what game he did. Destiny? Uh, was it oh, Destiny? God. Oh, yes, he was. He was, so he was in Destiny, Peter Dinklage and it was, was awful. Ghost in Destiny until he was replaced by Nolan North. In yeah, well, who, he, like he's obviously an amazing actor. He's capable yeah. of spotting when he's doing a bad thing. That I bet they just didn't give him enough. I, I just I mean, think and, that they and, didn't pay him enough to retake his lines. I think that's what no, happened. No, maybe or he just doesn't know how to voice act in, within, yeah, in, or, in a vacuum. I'm sure he does. Like he so can much tell what he did. So much voice acting is so trash. They just give you lines with no context and say read them all. Yeah. There's, Which is how why a lot the of thing, the that, open world games have terrible voice acting. And that's the thing, is that or, a voice actor, a professional voice actor, 
can usually find meaning within lines. They can usually, if no That's one will true. tell them the, the direction they have to go in, they will make up the direction because they can visualize what the direction might be from the language. They can look at the other words before leading up to this. They can look at the context. Like, is this mm -hmm. in a village with a, a poor merchant? And you, you're not going to do your best, like, king impression. You know, like, you... You do. Yeah, like, you have these to... people that are these people are used to acting on a set with other actors yeah. and like doing a scene together and like getting emotionally invested in it and doing a bunch of takes and then being like that was good we got we finally got it but also let's do one more anyway and like there's a, yeah. there's, and, like, and a, a good whole, example and, and then it's directed and edited and there's more to their performance than just their voice and a good yeah. example of how this can go wrong in physical in like visual media uh, is like Star Wars. When you look at people who have no direction, like the, the prequels where they have just green screens around them, another guy dressed up like a Jedi, and someone says, all right, you're like here, go. And you're like, uh, fucking beautiful day we're having, huh? Like The sand you, I hated. Yeah, like you have to know. You, you have you, like, you the have fucking to get... General Grievous lightsaber blender having five, happening five feet in Obi-Wan's face, and he doesn't even like flinch. Yeah, and like that you so there are there are ways that like actual actors struggle to do their own job because they need certain visual cues or they need to have context to what they're doing and and sometimes in voice acting you just don't get context. So you have to know how to properly convey or how to properly find context or meaning or at the very least how to like make up a voice that works in all situations. Like you can have a voice that's like kind of sort of confused but also like inquisitive mm -hmm. or you can have you know like if someone's mm -hmm. saying if you see someone saying like no we don't have that here you can kind of be like well i'm gonna do like three takes of that and one of them's gonna be right you know like you can t you can i'll do the one where i'm angry i'll do one where i'm kind of like neutral and i'll do one where i'm excited and one of those is the right one but a normal actress is gonna say like no we don't have that here and then move on to the next line because you know they're expensive and they get paid by the hour and you're not gonna sit there and have them do 20 different lines but like that that's the thing is like and again like you youtubers the norman are, you, and uh uh 24 guy problem uh Kiefer sutherland where it's like yeah these two konami games protagonist isn't gonna talk a whole lot all of a sudden you know the famously verbose konami games everyone's gonna be talking at your silent protagonist for most of this game because we hired yeah. expensive people that don't that have scheduling conflicts and things like that that's just <laughs> a whole it's... problem like it was really entertaining like i i played a lot of destiny around the time that the first two dlcs were coming out and then the then like the first proper expansion and then the patch where they replaced peter dinklage with nolan north and the funniest quirk of that whole process is the fact that specifically they uh so like the his performance was bad obviously in the original game but then they had two really bad like smaller expansions that came out where the most of the content was just them making a replay all mis old missions but backwards and hoping you won't notice that they're just they just have you start at the oh, end of no. the map and go back to the beginning of the map instead of the other way around and that's quote-unquote new content that they charged money for the fucking lunatics Holy crap yeah it was really bad uh it was like <laughs> ne it was like neo's side content but as dlc you paid for uh but on top of that, they clearly couldn't get Peter Dinklage again. Like, they either couldn't afford him for the DLC, or he had a scheduling conflict for their, their, the rate that they were making it at. 
So what happened is Ghost, who walked you through every mission of the entire main campaign, suddenly said absolutely nothing. And each sub campaign of the smaller DLCs had a new had another character that was constantly on comms with you, like Cortana, basically. And mm. they would talk you through every single quest and were like omniscient, aware of whatever was happening and so on without being able to see it because they weren't mm-hmm. there because they're still like voice in your head. But they had to be ghost for those campaigns because they couldn't get Peter Dinklage to play ghost, but they weren't going to cast somebody else for ghost, I guess, yet until they could go back and redo the entire script of the original game and just throw all their Peter Dinklage money in the fucking fire because they, they none <laughs> of it existed like a year later. It was incredible. I just yeah, that sounds. I, I'm I'm I still like it was fascinating. I can't believe it exists the way it did. I remember. Yep. My first inter- interaction with a famous actor was with Oblivion, but I didn't know at the time that it also had Sean Bean because I don't think Bethesda advertised Sean Bean as being. I in thought the you game. meant like I thought you meant in real life. I thought you they like didn't want to spoil he was gonna oh, no. die. He does such a terrible job, though. Sean Bean does in <laughs> that game. Seriously, Shots he's fired. He's like not even trying to be a, a character. <laughs> it's just him saying the lines. It's like, oh look, it's it's Boromir. Yeah, but they can't they can't spoil that it's gonna be Sean Bean because if you know it's Sean Bean, then you're like, oh, he dies. He'll be he'll be dead. Yeah, in a yeah few he hours. dies. He does die. And then he in dies because he dies in yeah, everything. Yeah, he dies in everything. Uh, yeah. No, well, Sean, no, Sean Bean's in a uh, Fallout Three. Uh, Patrick Sean Bean Stewart is... is in Oblivion. No, no, Sean Bean is is it dies in in Oblivion as well. He's there. Does he? Oh, he's your uh, he's, he, Sean Bean's your dad in Fallout Three, and Patrick is Stewart he? is the king. Oh, he in, does a much better Oblivion. job in Fallout Three then. I forgot that it's him. Oh, much better. Much the guy better. who dies at the better. beginning of of Oblivion, the king. No, no, is that's Patrick not the Stewart. guy. That's Patrick Stewart. The, yeah. uh, Sean Bean also dies in Oblivion, but at the very end. Spoiler. He, I didn't. I didn't even realize he was in Oblivion. I don't know if I knew who he was. Yeah, that he's the. He's jo- Joffrey. <laughs> he's Joffrey. Oh my god, he looks like Sean Bean a little bit. <laughs> he also does. Yeah. Martin <laughs> Septim. The game. Oh, so Sean yeah. Bean plays. Uh, isn't isn't that uh, Patrick Stewart's son? Is that who Martin uh, Septim well, is? Bastard son. Yeah, that's more or less like that. Yeah, you find him in a you find him in a, in a, monastery. In a monastery, and you're like, "You're the heir, Alistair," and you take him off to be the heir. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. Sean Bean. He he's so yep. he, he his lines are so like forced and and just sort of like he's in pain to voice them. It, but it's just him. I, I mean, as a person, he, that's it. Because by the time Oblivion came out, he already had years and years and years of experience, so he wasn't a new a new kid on the block, but. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it sounds like him. It's just, it's, oh, look, it's Sean Bean saying lines through the microphone. But then in, I think in Fallout 3, he's better. Yeah, are you sure? He's, he's the dad in Fallout 3. I don't know. All I can tell you is that it's what? just, uh... I didn't know he was the dad in Fallout 3. I'm playing Fallout yeah. 3 and I didn't realize. Yeah, good, good. I like it when I can't tell who's voice acting. He was your daddy. The game starts... With the literal sounds of what? I don't know if it came through the microphone. Oh wait, no, that wasn't Sean Bean, was it? That was Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, that's the one. I yeah. I'm mixing mixing up my dudes. Yeah, Liam Neeson is your dad in Fallout Three. Oh, they advertised Liam Neeson in Fallout Three. All right. Yeah. 
It's like it's cool. It's Qui Gon. He does. A good I remember job. when I was nine. Qui Gon. Ugh, awful. It was what the sweet spot be before he started saying distressing things on the news. And you're like, no, why are you doing this? Oh, he's the one that guy is the guy that wanted to kill. I don't, don't remember he, what it was. He's like, I went out planning on killing a black man that day. I'm like, why are yeah. you volunteering this story? <laughs> and then and then doubling down when people ask if you were, were like, going to do it again. Did you just decide to retire from acting today? Like, I don't. It's up there with like, uh, was it is it Matt Damon's confusing story, where he like yeah, it sounded like he explained that like his daughter explained to him why saying like homophobic slurs is bad and then he's going to stop doing it because of that and now he's like no I, I i never said it uh that was no i think wanting to kill a black man just on just going out to kill a black i think that's worse than saying no i'm not saying words. which one's b better or worse i'm just saying like it's oh, just weird it's, it's flight, they're both yeah. the same flavor of like why are you volunteering this story why are you saying these things no matter what I think they're no not matter aware. what flavor of self-improvement this is why are you just like because they're not aware that it's bad they think that oh it's, it shows that i'm gross yeah it shows gross yeah you usually want yeah, to st stick with the uh the self-improvement narrative after we know you were bad already you don't want to yes. introduce the shock <laughs> yeah, of too. the bad thing you did because it's <laughs> I, I like i think i said in the comments because I, I think we discussed this a few a weeks ago the the uh Liam Neeson thing and in the comments like my the way i i specified when, when people were talking about it being a self-improvement story it's like when you introduce the problem that way and then go like but i'm better now or whatever the yeah. overwhelming news that everyone remembers is the problem that you just yeah. that they're alarmed to hear that they didn't know about before so it's like it's way the the big the loudest part of that narrative is i was going to kill a black man and then the really quiet part at the end is, but then I didn't. And you're like, what? You did not fucking like check the tone of this story before you volunteered it. Because holy fuck. That is, that is really bad. It, the part that people remember are going to remember is not the part you want. And that's yep. the overwhelming. I, it's happened. And like, yeah, like we said, we had that conversation. And then like, like fucking poetry, this, this like Matt Damon thing started happening. And it's like, see, this is what it is. Like, you don't just keep it to yourself i'm glad for you shut up <laughs> yes. like, what a bad idea to just introduce like oh yeah i just said the f's the old time then my daughter told me it was wrong and i'm like wow i'm so proud of you for being so enlightened and smart and i'm gonna learn from your example and i'm like okay do that part don't volunteer the weird news that you liked to say the f slur all the time that's just like a lot of news no one wants right now from you <laughs> Because that's going to be what everyone I, remembers. I love the idea, though, that like he he must yeah, like obviously a lot of these interviews happen in a like in a brief like spur of the moment kind of vacuum situation where, yeah. you know, he's just like answering a question or something and his agent isn't like necessarily attached to his hip. But could you imagine yeah. like Matt Damon's agent is sitting there and like he, I, I'm, ima I'm yeah I'm imagining he's like I like answering a phone call or something where he's like he's like yeah, I'm either really fired busy. or dude. like double hired I don't know which one but, yeah but like he, like he's sitting there like talking on the phone or something with his and like Damon's like somewhere like a, an earshot away but he's not like attached to the hip and he's like yeah, yeah 
And you hear Matt, he just hears in the background, like, yeah, my daughter told me not to use the F story. He's like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> like, it's like, like how, how quick was the next snap from his, for his agent to realize it is like, his, his, uh, I have seen... his client just like basically like nuked their own public image real quick. I have like, seen some PR you know? agents do that though. In Formula One, there's some Formula One drivers over some, some years in the past where they, they are a little bit more talkative and every interview is like i think i'm thinking of alonso specifically when he was at, at uh, mercedes oh uh, sorry at uh, mclaren like he would talk shit about the engine and the pr agent was on top of that every time he was like talking about the engine <laughs> the, uh, about the engine the, the i think it was a woman at the time uh, she later worked with um with another one, I, I I think I recognize her face from somewhere, uh, but she was she would always be like behind him. He's like, mm, don't say that. And on the interviews, like live on television, it's really weird. So I used to imagine so, so many of those, so many of those people getting so much shout and Freud from the, uh, just from watching all the people that had to like do damage control for Trump for four yeah. years. <laughs> like, the, oh, yeah. at least I'm not that guy. Oh, and then fuck. the thing is, I, I don't know though. How those, like, I, how I feel those like... people even those people age twenty years. <laughs> Did oh, they, yeah. though? Did anybody do damage control? Because it didn't seem like it. It well, sure seemed thing, like it was just oh, like, whatever he can say. People definitely Grandpa can tried. say whatever he wants on the TV. Those people <laughs> like, work based on bonuses. Like, they, their career is on the line as well. Like, if they... Uh, if they obviously, yeah, I don't feel like it... There had to have been no one, because it's not like he ever had a, a, a rating, like a whatever it is, the um, popular rating. Like, his rating was never higher oh. than uh, 50. So like, there's no pot. He like came in low and just never got higher. So I can't imagine someone was saying they're trying to make him look good. Because if they mm. did, then like, for four years, no one did their job. Which I guess is like, that's a good, that's a good summary of that or, the administration or, for the last four worse. years. But like, still, <laughs> or worse than that, Andrew. For four years, they were doing their job. That's why you don't know even worse things than that. Oh God. I don't think that's possible. You, like, you never heard about when he said, "I'm not going to beat I, my I wife anymore." Like, yeah, like, I can't imagine he says anything worse. Because, like, anything else he would say, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds like him, right? Didn't he say that? Like, you can, at this point yeah. now, you can kind of just, like, throw... You can put it, like, a quote generator from an AI of, like, horrible things. And there's, like, a 49% chance that I would think it's a lie. Like, I mean, the rest of the time, the, I'll, just, uh, I'll think it's... I remember listening to the yeah. news a lot during the, the Trump stuff, and it was... One of the big takeaways was that he had one of the largest like most rapid fire turnover rates of everybody that worked for him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's isn't that, that. But isn't that like that how is, is every some of it? Some of it was him time. turning on his own people constantly whenever anything went wrong and then be like, and yeah. then instantly being like that guy I was praising every, every single day before it burned bridge. He was literally always the worst. I always hated him. Like, but, but the other element is like people just, uh, some cases of people being like, this is just going too far and I can't stand with this. And this is just, he's, too horrible and i can't be associated with this and there's plenty of people that are just like i can't do this anymore i can't live this like this is the most stressful thing that's ever happened Walking i can't be this dude i can't the be the guy that cleans up after this guy all the time jesus yeah. christ i will go i will literally just go work service industry right now instead of doing this <laughs> i don't give a shit what the pay the pay cut is i will anything <laughs> And then a pandemic happened, and you're like, "Oh no, I should have stayed on. Maybe I could have prevented this." <laughs> I don't think anybody is is uh, is thinking I don't that think anyone's after... that delusional to think they could have done anything I about just... that. No, I, I mean, what I, I mean, I like stayed on I with Trump. I can't imagine. 
I just I can't imagine being somebody who has to manage public fucking figures because like how do you how do you corral these goddamn people like they're all of them live in <laughs> bubbles like every single one of them live in yeah. like these perfectly crafted spherical domes and like they don't they have no self-awareness of like their failures or their like troubledness their like troubled problems and so like when you when they're out in the public where these people are not have no knowledge of just how bubbled these people are and they interact with them and it's like an alien talking to people like yeah i just do bad things all the time isn't that what everyone thinks and it's like what (laughs) what happened here who are you is this a human being and then you have to have someone whose job it is to make them human like you're taking these critically disjointed hunks of meat and you have to like filter them through a person who makes them look like a human on the outside and obviously there are times where they are away from that human and so you have to like hope that you've trained them enough or something like what do they do is there like does a pr person come and sit down with them and it's like all right damon now what did we learn from this experience don't talk about racial slurs with the public they don't like that like did someone sit there and tell him he did a no-no like does someone hit him with a newspaper when the cameras are off like no damon that was bad you don't say that in front of cameras like how do you how do you fix these problems because you look at while like, being the person that they can fire yeah yeah that's what i mean is like so how do you like when you look at someone like uh what's his face uh what was that guy who did the jesus movie mel mel, mel gibson yeah mel, mel gibson there you go mel gibson <laughs> like how do you pr mel gibson how do you like what happens when away. he comes back from interview and he's like <laughs> that was a good interview and you're like mel look i'm gonna tell you two things please fire me and just don't go outside anymore. <laughs> like, like what, what are your options? What do you didn't, do? Didn't How he just kind of like... go away for a long time and only take <laughs> on like some to. smallish but roles, I, basically? I imagine he looked at somebody and was like, okay, look, I'm hemorrhaging money like crazy and no one will hire me. How do I fix this? And the guy was like, you have two options. Die or pretend to be dead for a long time. And so he just like didn't exist in the public's eye for long enough for them to like, Who's that guy again? I think he like sometimes said people just like once. lean into like, it. Oh yeah, that's the. That's, I think that's the I, worst thing though, because like you I, have well, yeah, well yeah. Like, can I, be... I, I, I think I heard that Louis C.K. just like revamped his entire comedy to be just pandering to the people that would still be listening to him at that point because mm-hmm. he had like because the news had burned bridges with so much of everybody and most of his there fan the base. That, motive like, again. At that point, he's like, well, I got to revamp my entire image to just appeal to the type of people that are like we'll just be like ah it's bad you got canceled that kind of people and that's like that that's a choice it definitely completely undoes any chance of like any sort of redemption arc or anything because at that point you're just like i'm just gonna dig myself deeper yeah just just sort of like justifying all the backlash that he had in the first place yeah that's why i admire elijah wood learning and growing elijah wood is just Elijah would he's just n- he doesn't do anything something? he's just a normal pro- pro- person and he says it all right he's just like don't listen to me when i say things i'm just i don't know anything <laughs> and he just likes riding his moped or whatever he just does his thing and <laughs> likes riding his he's moped. a per- he's the perfect soul he's just got it's the normal guy that that uh that landed he's, this, the, he's so good in the movie uh, i don't feel at home in this world anymore which i'll have he, to discuss he's a good at some actor. point like he's just good actor He's just such a weirdo. He's such a weirdo, he and yeah. he's a he's a sword guy <laughs> in that movie. A sword? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The kind of guy that collects swords. Like he's that. He's that kind of like little, a little weird dude. And you're just like, and he's <laughs> such a weird specific character. He's like, oh yeah, I got like nunchucks and I listen to metal and stuff. And oh yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> help you with your problems. Like it's such a weird fucking movie. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I hate to talk about that movie when I'm done talking about all my other movies. I can't imagine I that there's like, is there is there such a thing as a? I don't know. Like, is there is there a good, um, is there a good outcome to to, to fame? Because I'm like, trying to think of like, is, like is there a way that you to like can... being like canceled basically? Not being canceled, but like, is there is there a way that you can be a without just radio silence? Can you be a good public figure? Like, is there a way? Like, what is the what's like the, having the, only the, positive the, things to say or whatever? Yeah, like how what is the path you have to take to be a like? I guess Keanu Reeves, where you just like dead <laughs> ass silent. You just never talk to people except to say like, "Hey, thanks except for to promote your except, martial arts documentary." Yeah. Like you just show up to promote something, go like, "Hey, you should watch the thing I do." He's like, "What do you do in your free time? Make the thing that you should watch." Like he just all he talks about is the thing that he's there to promote, and I'm then he saying, just moves. Yeah. He just I figure like, turns any, to a any bat public and figure, flies off if you the have distance. the chance to look at them more, you'll find out more bad things about them. But it's not necessarily like damning stuff so much as just stuff you won't fully agree with, and like because everybody's different, no one's yeah. safe from being like disagreed with on something. But it's not really that big of a deal. It's more like certain people are just, just you just they they just have terrifying news that's just waiting to come out, and that makes you kind of uh, gun shy about everybody because you're just like nervous I, now that I everyone else is going to have yeah. secrets. I don't think that's something that uh, that is generally the biggest problem with being famous, though. I think the problem with being famous is that you're used... Like, it's in that question that Andrew just said, what do you do in your free time? Is that as a famous person, and it doesn't matter what you're famous for. It could be acting, but it could be being a politician or having a big podcast on, on Spotify. Um, as a famous person, your fame is used to prop up other people's means of living. And when I say means of living, I, it's just money. Yeah. Just getting, either if, if you, journalists or if, if they you admit a to a lifestyle, or... your lifestyle is like a model now. And yeah. An aspiration or you're endorsing a product and so on. Yeah. And so if you're not aware as a famous person, and this happens like to young rock stars a lot, like if you look back, as a young person, if you're not aware of the power that your fame has and like the real richness of that fame that social capital in a way if you're not aware of it it basically gets used up oh no i say used up it gets other people will use it for you and you will use it in ways that that maybe you don't want to use and the, whether it is by saying the wrong things or by backing bad people or whatever uh it, if it, somebody who it's the it's the sort of it's that effect of somebody who is get gets famous too quickly and doesn't know how to use that fame. That that, that happens because other people know how to use that fame for them, and they will take advantage of that, and they will lo sort of hook up to you and, and just sort of like attach themselves to you and use that um, to their advantage. Or you will use it as a person, in, as an individual, you'll, you'll use it by mistake. And I, I think it's just dangerous. Fame in general is such a weird byproduct of, 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 uh, that very, of what I'm saying here. The reason why people are famous is because by being famous, they can 
earn money or give or, or other people can earn money on a, on their account it's sort of like it's not the point of the system it's a byproduct of the system and 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 it, because of that it's just sort of at the same time it's kind of a pure objective when somebody says oh i want to be famous sometimes it's it's it kind of comes from a pure place in the sense of it's it's not really they're not saying that they want something else because they're famous because you know fame can be a, a means to an end but a, a lot of the time it's just it's just a means yeah, to an it's, end it's and being like famous a, it's isn't... like a way of reaching like validation or self-respect or mm -hmm. like the, the or like the feeling of being respected and liked by your peers or so on like mm -hmm. it's like an extreme version of that like everybody like yeah, everybody yeah. likes you or whatever which is like on some level deep down what like most people want on some level just yeah, that's because nice. we're social animals and we want yeah. like to feel safe and included and that we're like doing the right thing and the right people like us and so on as opposed to just being alone and miserable and so on mm -hmm. like there's just like parts of us that are programmed a certain way and we're like really threatened by stuff that makes us feel like we're outside of the norm or anything and fame is like the extreme you are the ultra norm <laughs> yeah and yet we it's live in a world where it's like what is norm? it i think god what's the fucking stat it's terrifying i think i heard there's like ten thousand youtubers with a million subscribers or something and i'm like i can't comprehend that what the fuck does that mean how is that true what <laughs> like it's that some terrifying right. number and i'm like that's not okay how did we get there but subscribers <laughs> don't mean anything you but know that's that. so many it, well many? yeah but the thing the thing is a lot how of them many? is just they if you know if 22,000 subscribe 22,000 YouTubers have a million subscribers. There used to be like what six. Is, what, is, <laughs> what does that I used mean, to know the though? names of all of them. Like, <laughs> I saw But like so but there's it's a like, thing I've been where on this like, platform since is, 2005. I used to be able to name every channel with a million subscribers. What the but, thing but is, again, you can you can look at those channels and like is it really a million subscribers or exactly. is it yeah, like, it, it, are they getting a like? I, the way I interpret it is, uh, it's you should be getting the at least you should be getting at least more than fifty percent of the amount of, of of views compared to your subscribers. Like, if you're if you're like a million, if you have a million subscribers and you only get a hundred k views, you've I don't think you have a million subscribers. <laughs> like, I that's not the way I see it. I see it as like you you have less than that that's that's just not enough like why why subscribe to somebody if you don't watch the videos well people can just subscribe because it's free and they don't have to necessarily watch your videos or engage with your content but there's a number that goes up and that number has some kind of uh, monetary value to advertisers but again it doesn't necessarily mean eyes on screen and so i don't know like it, it like when it's weird, like I, when you watch like a movie, like take a a, a a video or like an actor, an actor that stars in a fucking I don't know, like Avengers, and Avengers made a billion dollars, which means it had to have been seen by X amount of people. Like you can't just make money without not being without being seen, basically, and uh, or at least in relative terms. And so, uh, like that's crazy. That means that like uh, this many people saw these people on a screen whereas a youtuber could be like i have a million subscribers but not a million people have seen me or even know of my channel like no well, i don't know i mean it's, a million people I mean, that's must not have, how that but works but maybe well, not, but it's not you the could same not have a million regular viewers but people don't just magically subscribe without <laughs> subscribe. ever encountering your channel i think 
there is something that, that is, happens that on YouTube. Happen. There's that something does that happen. happens on YouTube is with some companies, some media companies will just create sh uh, sh channels all over the place and, and focus channels based on uh, search engine optimization. And they'll do uh, basically content farms. That sort of, do you know those videos where people cook zany recipes that look impossible? Or, or that tic-tac-toe, it's not tic-tac-toe, what is it? Was it a Pez dispenser that people loaded the Pez dispenser in the wrong way? And it's just like viral videos that are bas basically farmed off of a content farm, uh, basically video farms and content farms. And they, and, and, uh, there's, there's, there's literally company, hundreds of companies that, that, uh, outsource their video production and all they focus on is, is search engine optimization and they'll re-upload these videos in multiple different channels and they'll use the search engine, the algorithm, the understanding of their, of the YouTube's algorithm to game the system and just gain a profit. And because each video costs them like a hundred or 150 bucks, uh, and they only need to really have a, a small, a relatively small portfolio of videos to make channels grow. They, they gain a huge amount of profits because they're, they're front ending the, the investment for not almost nothing. And it, these are high quality videos as well. Like you'll, you'll see this on YouTube. If you start to, to look at the trending page a lot, uh, and it's just like, crap content you know like either um like sometimes it's instructional instruction uh, instructional videos about the simplest things that don't matter for anything uh it for a while it was children's uh children's videos remember that whole thing about spider-man being pregnant with something oh, yeah algorithmically yeah. generated rando nonsense mm -hmm. it's just like noise all of I that check, is, is. I did check today, the, a minute ago, and yeah, like the like I think it's like the third most subscribed channel or something is like a nursery rhyme channel, and like yeah, I was yeah. surprised to see that in the top ten is like Five Minute Crafts, which is one of those websites. It's one of the channels that just makes fake videos, like they're yeah. they're, they're literally like they're fake. To do, like, they're to do, yeah, they're they're literally fake. Like uh, Anne yeah. Reardon makes a lot of debunking videos about them because they just they just use editing tricks to fake their videos. Like all of their life hacks and cooking videos are just literally impossible they just aren't mm -hmm. real yeah well if you microwave this fucking cream or whatever it turns into a whole stick of butter or whatever the fuck nonsense and all, of that, and all the people and, who actually work on those videos get paid so little because they're not even employees of the company they're employees of of, of content farms that that are out that are basically there is so much famous content on youtube that is basically just magic tricks where somebody yeah. puts something in a microwave and then they cut and then they take something else out of the microwave and it's just a matching shot where like yeah. they just don't move the camera so you can't tell the edit happened and like and it's done in a studio so it's like the lighting wow is i microwaved different. a strawberry and i made ice cream and it's like what a cool life hack and then people do those then people like recreate that stuff and they're like why am i a bad cook i can't figure it out and then they get demoralized because they think that they're like uniquely bad at this really easy stuff they saw on youtube but it's because these channels lie to them because the snappy unbelievable content does better so it's profitable to just lie all the time and some of that it's dangerous because they're like might put the stuff in the microwave and it's like that will explode you you burn <laughs> yes. like People have Some literally things, yeah. been burned for, and and hurt from trying to recreate these videos, and those channels face no consequences for putting out dangerous content that is D 
bad. DIY DIY videos in general, even if they're not fake, they're always presented in such a way. And this is this is an age old uh, problem, but um, since the times of television, uh, but the they've always they are always presented in a way that makes it very simple. And I, I myself have fallen to to the the glamour of oh it's so easy uh, with carpentry things. I for a while mm-hmm. and I I'm still I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make a table for me, but uh, it still haven't done that. Uh, for a while I I was I was preparing I was like oh look at this they they make they make all this it's easy I mean they they know how to do it but it's easy I can I can do it, but the problem is any work that you do by yourself and. It doesn't matter if it has to do with end, like with your hands or if it's on a computer. People who are so used to working on any field and and they know how to showcase their work, they're not going to talk about the stuff that they don't have to worry anymore because they had to learn it years and years in the past. Like doing YouTube videos, if I show anybody how to make YouTube videos, I'm not going to really remember, and I'm certainly not going to make a profit by making videos about it, if I just talk about figuring out what's wrong with my freaking obs that's not recording properly because it's not capturing the game and that's such a huge part of doing youtube videos is dealing with that that was why i was terrified of making of building my computer was like so many of these things that i look up about how to do something are going to make some kind of baseline assumption that i will know something and i will make that mistake and for my carpentry it's uh the difficult bit is using your pencil properly and they don't show you how to do your pencil properly. They show <laughs> how to use those shiny tools and how to paint the things all nice. And uh, the pencil is difficult because it's it requires it's just practice, really. I'll practice. I'll I'll get there. I'll make a table for myself. I get so, I, I really, get so flummoxed when I, I like <laughs> I I like set myself up to do like a big plan and I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm going to do it. And I've got to take these steps and I've got to prepare by getting these items and I've done it all right. And then something will always go wrong in this big process. And then I'll be, I'll have no idea how to improvise. And I'm like, it's all fucked. Nothing, like, <laughs> yeah. so, like I get really stressed out when I have to get like 10 ingredients and then start a cooking process and then find out that something is wrong <laughs> in the middle of the whole thing. Or like, yeah, like when you, uh, was it like, I just know, I just know going into a computer build, like I'm going to think I did everything and then it's not going to boot and something's just going to be wrong. Or like, I'm going to hit a point where like the labels here don't make sense. Where does this go? Like when you're plugging everything into your CPU and there's so many tiny little plugs for all these different little like fans and things. I'm like, if I do this wrong, something's just going to like burn like you might burn like, yes and, and every like single fucking guide online about how to build your computer is like it's really easy it's basically just legos it's so simple but also if you fuck this up it will literally break your entire computer i'm like wow <laughs> great yeah, well building I've building bur- a computer is like legos yeah. but setting up a computer is not that's the difference it's like yeah it's easy you just push like you can't put the ram into your uh, graphics card slot you just can't do that but it's really easy but well, the moment you press the power button now we've turned from building a computer to setting up a computer and setting up a computer is fucking awful like you need to make sure a lot of settings are correct or things will just yeah, go terribly it, it can like, be you can't it can be it doesn't it doesn't matter if you put your graphics card uh like, it doesn't matter what graphics card you put into your motherboard, as long as you put a graphics card in your motherboard. It doesn't matter, well, it matters what kind of RAM you put in, but it doesn't matter uh, which position you put that RAM in. 
uh, but the people thing will is, argue that you're supposed like, to do the one, two, three, four. But like, imagine, sure, no, you need to check your motherboard. Motherboards are different in, eh. in regards. I mean, uh, it matters, but, but is, it doesn't kill it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it doesn't kill it. But what happens, but, like for example, you you have an old computer that you bought, and now you want a new graphics card, and you install it, and then the computer just doesn't turn on when you install the graphics card. And the reason is you don't know it at the time, but the reason is because you didn't get a, um, a, a, a the power to the graphics card hooked up because your old graphics card didn't use power, but your new one because it's powerful, it the new one does, and you don't know this. This happened to me when I was like sixteen, and the computer wouldn't turn on with the new graphics card. I was freaked out. I didn't have internet at the time. <laughs> I had to I had to get a new PSU for that because it didn't have the cables. So all the like, and that's just an example. Yeah. Like what what happens if. Uh, what, what happened to me once is I, I and this was actually recent, I uh, connected the um, front panel USB cable to the audio output of the motherboard because it's the same exact pin layout and I, my eyes are knackered. I yeah. can't see very well. And then when I put a USB pen in, it didn't detect in the computer. And I'm like, ooh, is the pen bust or is the... Or is the USB port bust? I, I picked up the uh, mouse and I put it in the USB port. The mouse wouldn't detect either. And of course both the pen and the mouse were bust because it was feeding five volts into data ports. And so basically I bricked both the pen and the mouse and I learned my lesson pretty fast, but um, you could just keep trying other things and killing them all while you were doing it because it was hooked up to the wrong thing. <laughs> and just, Computers are somebody... astonishingly complicated. The thing is well, you only yes. learn by your mistakes. I have a support team basically. Like <laughs> collectively you, like both of you, and Bird and Effie and Marty have so much computer knowledge. And, and sometimes I'll have a weird problem and yeah. no one has any idea what's happening. I mean, your yeah. graphics card was crashing because your controller didn't have the firmware <laughs> updated. Yes. Like my oh my, fucking, my screen would turn black and my game and then when it came back, my game would have like slightly turned windowed for a second and then crashed except yakuza yakuza would recover yakuza but any good. indie game i was playing would crash and that was a huge problem for all the, for a lot of them because it made them unplayable and yeah it ultimately what i did is i went into my ev event viewer got a weird string i was able to copy paste into my google search and it was tied to like updating the xbox series x controller <laughs> So what I got so I downloaded the accessories app on the Windows Store and then updated my controller via USB and then it stopped happening and I'm like what the fuck what a chimp that is my that is a victory for the ages honestly. I hate seriously. it <laughs> no, seriously though that is you solved it like a champ that was incredible I hate it's it's the one it's the one of the there's like there's like two the two things that are the worst about being a professional like let's player is one you have to just all your you have you have a daisy chain of like all the the whole this whole series of pieces of hardware and software that all have to work all the time without fail and that just has to not go wrong and the other thing is that like every single second of you playing a game is under constant scrutiny by thousands of people and that's the whole other thing but yeah, like on the tech the technical part What's so fucking baffling about computers and everything is that, like, and Andrew knows this, and you know this, like, you no matter how long you do this, you keep you keep having problems that have never happened before. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I don't know what that is. I don't even know how to Google that. What is that? <laughs> yep. Even down to weird things like how I talk about how like 
it's not like auto ducking it's something else like where like when one person talks other people on discord like their voices like turn they, they sound like they've been noise removed or something like and then it's like what does that have what is it why does some people's voices fuck up when other people talk on discord but only some people from certain people's perspectives but the people that are hearing some play people do that it's not everyone it's just specific people like at some points i was like i think it's everyone who's not american i think all the americans their voices play at full volume but all the non-americans are they coming from a different server and like auto ducks like what is happening here and like i've never solved that i still every now and then it'll happen again and I'm like, happen, i don't know yeah. what that is i don't even know how to google that what do you call <laughs> any of the things that are happening there and I'm, so like there's a whole odyssey of like how do i google the my screen turns black for some reason and of course it's a lot of like threads about graphics cards and updating your firmware and like or like your mm-hmm. your card is dying all these other things that are like not what i'm talking about because they're talking about their stuff turning black and just staying that way but like how do you specify <laughs> in your search that it just turns black for a second and like the specific way that it's happening i had entire moments where i would sit there with my phone pointed at my screen filming for half an hour trying to catch it on camera so i could show it in a video like I had a I recorded like a 10 or 20 minute like troubleshooting video that was me just discussing my problems because I was going to upload that to YouTube just to see if anyone had encountered my incredibly specific thing because that's the only way to solve technical problems at the time. But then like yeah. in the process of maybe getting ready to upload the finished video I'd already made about that, I then happened to like have the epiphany about the uh, event viewer stuff that I ended up doing and I solved it myself like at the last second. But like. I was that desperate that I'm like, okay, my entire YouTube audience, does somebody know what this is? Because that's the best <laughs> chance is just encountering somebody that had that has found that shiny Pokemon before. Yep. That's Hate the... it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's how most of tech support is run, though. Most of tech support is just a lot of, a, a lot of figuring out key... Uh, issues and trying to piece them all together to either knowledge you already have or then trying to figure out what in the hell could be causing this what in the sam hail and a lot of the time it's it's not easy it's not easy to figure out you know something stupid like that and computers are computers are worse because computers are this horrible nightmare that's uh imagine like a tetris field like imagine when you're laying tetris blocks but instead of putting them in the right way to make them, like, you know, go away to make a Tetris, instead it's just, like, all these mismatched parts falling into each other in this really kind of awkwardly held-together way. And you're like, it's standing up, but, oh, my God, please <laughs> don't push it. Like, it's going to fall over. That, and that's, like, how all computers run. Is that It didn't used to be like that. Well, no, it didn't used to be like this when there wasn't, like, complicated shit like GUIs and fucking I think it whatever really started- the hell... The internet is the, yeah. Like, the internet really just... allowed for this rapid production of of software. So these days, it's just like features. We have features in in the all the software that we run that are just hanging on themselves by a by a thread uh, by a thread. And there's only the one or two people inside the team that ever seen the ever saw the code. And it's just like it's not like integrated completely. And that's why some not all software, but some software just keeps introducing and, and removing features. Uh, Our entire it, computer infrastructure was like in danger because people didn't plan for the very not distant future of the year 2000. Like it, we have the uh, year 2039 like, that definitely is an issue. I think it is. But there's some things that are like just 
confusingly bad. Like I like at work, we have an application that we use for loan managements and it creates this file called program in your C drive. Hmm. But it turns out that when you're migrating from domain controllers from one domain to another domain, you cannot have a program called you cannot have anything called program in your C file because it will not move those it will not move that file over. And so there's just this flurry of people saying I can't do this migration because it's telling me no. And we're going and we're like, okay, well you finished all the stuff, everything's correct, what's happening? And you have to like do a, a super deep dive into like not just event controller but actually into the migration applications log files and looking and the log file just says i ain't gonna fucking move this thing and you go well why and it says i ain't gonna do it i don't need to talk about it it's not and your who fucking, knows who, who it's programmed no, that yeah even. it's like it's none of, it's none of your fucking business but i'm not doing it and yeah. so you go okay so there's something in this folder that it will not move over and so you have to do because god fucking damn it ever tells you anything you have to do it manually by removing every single file in that directory and then doing the migration and seeing which one of the things finally gets it to go and you go it was you it was you all along and like yeah. so then you have another problem okay well an application we have no control over creates this file that causes problems for us how do we deal with that how do you like not have that happen <laughs> and so like the the way you have to do it is you need to have someone go on there physically and remove the file and then tell them do not open this program because if you fucking open it even while doing the like even while the migration has already started you will destroy everything so <laughs> don't touch this application and that's just like that's modern day that's a 2021 problem and it's like, gonna get worse only worse and now and now take this event and think of Every single USB device you have plugged into a computer right now has its own drivers, runs with its own stupid rule set uh, in accordance with that operating system, but doesn't take into account any other applications that exist. So your mouse has drivers that, and it does things on its own little world. And there, here comes along your fucking display that has a USB port. Bah, 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 and it's like, what is that thing in the way? And it just punches it out. And now your <laughs> mouse doesn't work. And your mouse has no fucking idea what happened. It just goes like, I don't know, man. I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to touch anything on your computer. And you're like, what, what's happening? And your monitor's not going to say it punched the shit out of your mouse driver. It's just going to say like, I'm working fine. Your mouse goes, I'm not working fine. And you have to sit there with your stupid little fucking investigator spyglass like, Huh, which one of you is lying to me? Like, it's it's terrifying. I was so confused about my problem at one point that I bought new cables for my monitors. That was a good yeah, that was like, a good idea actually. That, that could have been the, the thing. Be it. It's so that, yeah. that absolutely could be it because that's what's also shitty is that your fucking like display cables have their own amount of process and information going through mm -hmm. them. I've had so issues if, like, with one that. Of, yeah. Yeah, if like one of these little wires is fucked up, a wire you cannot see, do not know exists, and don't even know what it's attached to, doesn't do its one job, then you've have you have a problem that could be a million problems. Yeah, and yeah. like computers are awful. They are they're literally <laughs> they, like computers are basically existing in a time where cavemen exist. We we are ungabungaing our way through fucking modern technology. We have no fucking idea how half this shit works. We just show up and we're like, 
it, so it much of our the society mouse. depends on like like shareware that some guy made in his free time that he doesn't profit from <laughs> yes mm-hmm. like yeah, entire and, oh, the, entire like mega corporations like require those things that are like yes. made by some guy <laughs> The, the internet is the is the worst. Imagine like the internet is built on all of these support structures from like it's all Linux for one, like which is like largely years. yeah, but they're by people. but they're all yeah. yeah, they're all this freemium shit made years ago by these people who were just like, I fucking want to do this one goddamn thing, and no one will do it for me, so I'll do it myself, and yep. they do it, and everyone goes. Hey, that was a pretty good idea. And so they all just wow. like piggyback off of that guy. And this guy's like, all right, well, I'm going to die one day. And mm-hmm. so this is going to be someone else's problem. And no one picks up the bat, the, the baton. And then suddenly someone comes along and goes, I'm going to like kick that leg out. I'm going to do it. And there's no mm-hmm. one to say, no, don't and, do it. Cause no yeah, one knows. That, it's gonna that's happen. called, that's called a windows <laughs> update. Uh, and it could be a <laughs> windows update. Uh, this happened with, um, Oh God, what was it? Uh, uh, SSL, SSL had this problem recently where like, oh, there was oh, yeah, just an, an exploit, an exploit someone found, and someone had to like go, who's in charge of this? Who's in charge of SSL? <laughs> who like who updates SSL? Who fixes this problem? And like the entire like Google is having a, a crisis where they're like, we can't, nothing works because this fucking. Oh, I don't know who owns this. The idea that the idea that Flash just decided to go away. I, I think yeah, that, uh, well, but Adobe owns now. that. Like, Adobe owns that application. Yeah, yeah but there it's are not things, some random dude, but it is still like, were, wow, that a yeah. lot of the world ran on that kind of. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, and that and that's, boop, and that's not even that it's, tech, it's not even that it stopped getting developed. It's that all of it stopped working. <laughs> yeah, someone just pulled the plug on it. It's and like, could terrifying. you imagine? What the fuck? Like, if if Oracle right now woke up today and said, you know what, fuck the planet, and they just destroyed Java. You would cripple the con- like the, the planet. Java is the planet also, would just Java needs to go as well. <laughs> to be fair, Java is Java is the only is the backbone of modern internet. It is like yeah, without Java, is. the internet just stops. It We're not ceases talking about existing. JavaScript. We're talking about Java. No, no, Java like Java itself. Like it, it's so important that they had to put it into HTML because if Java just vanished, the entire internet would vanish. And so like that's it's terrifying. Not in HTML. Why would what you, are you talking about? It is. HTML6 has Java built into it. Oh, really? It has to. It has to have it because otherwise, again, what happens if Oracle woke up and goes, I'm Oh, I see what you mean. Anymore. I see what you mean. And, yeah. they just, and they just walk away. <laughs> the internet just goes like, bye, I guess. We're yeah, gone. They're making, See you later. They're making like, it open. You can't check your... Basically. One day they're just yeah, like, well, that was a can't... fun experiment. Done with it, though. <laughs> Yeah, like you can't check your email, you can't go on websites, you can't fucking anything. Everything's gone. Every single a- avenue of the internet runs with Java as an implied existence into its like into the world. And if it just goes away, then But is that on server fuck. side? Well, I mean, you have well, no, it's not on server side because servers are using uh well like other like scripting language. Like you're accessing like yeah. Python or MySQL but, or things like that. Websites don't use Java. And, uh, only some websites use Java. But, Most of it is just JavaScript, f- which is not Java. It's true. That's true. There is a lot of JavaScript that is uh, that can get that can escape this problem. But again, there's a lot of. Uh, but th- that I, doesn't mean much if you if you think about like okay, well, like 10% of the internet survives. 
or like 20. No, no, that's I still think it's a lot only, of the internet gone. No, no, I think it's only like 5% of websites. It's only old websites that use Java still. I'm not even sure if you still really? can. Yeah, yeah. Java is like the. Java is like Flash. It's, it's basically an application layer. Oh, so shit. We got, we got to like go. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, also, that, we have. We have yeah, we're, we're really over time and people are like expecting to like be going, be like going to a raid tonight. <laughs> Okay, no Java. So that was a we'll very, look... very angry, shouty podcast. I hope you hated it. Unsubscribe. Bye. <laughs> Yay. <laughs>